Welcome to Conversations With. I am your host, Jamie. Thank you so much for listening today. Wherever you are listening, make sure to press that follow button so you never miss a future episode. You can also follow the podcast on Facebook and on Instagram at conversationswith.jamie for behind-the-scenes pictures, clips and exclusive content. I am joined today with Aaron, Jared, Kieran and Niall and we are discussing our top 10 movies of the decade between 1990 and 1999. Depending on where a movie ranks on our top 10 list, it will get a point. First place will get 10 points, second place gets 9 points, third place gets 8 points, and so on. The highest score in 5 movies will then move on to the playoffs, and we'll decide which one of those is the greatest movie of the decade. The winning movie will then move on to the grand final, where it will fight for the right to be named the greatest movie ever. So let's get into it, and let's find out which movie is the greatest movie of the decade between 1990 and 1999. Niall might turn up at some point, who knows? Maybe he can defend Kai in the hat eventually. <laughs> no, he's not. There's no way you can make me think that's like a number one <laughs> of, of the decade. But we're now on the 90s. Probably the hardest list of them all. Definitely. Probably going to be the most diverse, I think. I've changed my list so many times before I started as well. I changed it a lot for the 2000s, but I didn't change it a lot for the 90s. 50 films I had on my shortlist ready for this one. But this week, we'll start with Jared is in first place. So my number 10, I've changed at the last minute. And I thought, you know what? I don't give a fuck. I'm putting in. <laughs> Babe. Babe. <laughs> All right, it's in a bit. <laughs> <laughs> We've waited so long for this. And the first one is Babe. Babe, Babe, mate. <laughs> babe. Have you ever seen a pig? <laughs> <laughs> just stop you. there. Just stop there. Have you ever seen? <laughs> Have you ever seen a pig? <laughs> All right. Just, just to confirm, this this got ahead of the talented Mr. Ripley, Goodwill Hunting, and Boogie Nights. <laughs> Mad. And two of those films were my honourable mentions. Yeah. yeah fucking. What is baby? Pig, bro. That's a, pig, that's a sheep pig dog. The sheep pig dog. What? <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, bit, bit. No, but did you not, like, grow up watching Babe and just being like, it's on ICV, let's get it on? Babe, oh. Babe yeah, it's pig in the city. Yeah, but, like... Get out of my life. I just don't Jesus. think... Babe. Jesus. Okay. Right, number 10. That's my number 10. That was, that was like, <laughs> the one that was, like... Well, you know, every, every, every person's going to put Boogie Nights or something like that in. But Babe gets the points. Thank you. Babe okay. gets the points. Kevin. Hopefully it's, um, going, up, it's going up in standard. <laughs> I'll say my honourable mentions are Boys in the Hood. Like, Ooh. it's an amazing film. Usual Suspects. And, okay, I'm not going to say anything because people think, this is my number 10, but it's just in my honourable mentions. But Titanic is like one of the best films of the decade. Like, in the top 20 list, in my opinion. But I have to go with number 10, like the origin of like real and gritty is um, a movie called Kids. Um, I don't know, like, I don't think a lot of people have seen it, but it's like basically just like a 90s coming of, it was made in 1995 and it's just a coming age film of these kids in New York, like, you know, skating and drunking, getting, getting drunk. And it was the first original movie which I see which truly represented what reality was really like for like troublesome kids or teenagers or whatever 
and it was the first film I think that was made that was kind of like that it's it started the trend for films that were like that so yeah I definitely think it's like top 10 worthy it sounds a, a lot like uh mid 90s I was gonna say that yeah are you on about mid nineties? Mid nineties. It, it, it sure like, isn't mid nineties. <laughs> it's not in the nineties. Yeah, it's literally like the, I found it. The skateboarding kid. Mid. It's kids is like mid the mid nineties of the nineties. Like, I, I literally cannot find it on Google. What? How are you spelling this? Just kids, kids as in kids. Yeah, yeah, it's kids. It's kids. Don't type like kids on Google. Not the wrong kids on Google. Kids in the nineties. Just put kids nineteen. 1995. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, it, but no, honestly, an amazing film. I think that it it was just a, a documented. I, a lot of it was shot in like real life New York with like Rector's friends that he had who actually did drugs. Like it showed kids actually doing drugs. Like, and um, yeah, so it does I really sound like mid 90s, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it, it literally was like. And it, I think, like, a lot of those, like, skate uh, kind of troublesome teenage movies. Like, I think we've all watched adulthood and adulthood and stuff like that. Yeah. So, like, Kids was, like, the origin of that. It was, like, the catalyst of that whole genre and that whole surge of those type of films. So, in terms of that, like, that transcended the 90s, I definitely think it was worth uh, the number 10 spot on my list. Well, we don't have Niall at the moment, so we'll have to skip past Niall and maybe he'll catch up at some point if he gives us a list. So it's Aaron. I'd skip skip past like, all of these and then like if you don't come in by the end, you could just reel it off at the end. Yeah, exactly. Like, That's ten. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to just run through some honourable mentions that didn't get on the list. Uh, so I'm going to go through these as fast as I can because I managed to actually write loads today. So Big Lebowski... Iron Giant, Princess Mononoke, Poco Rosso, Cool Runnings, Jurassic Park, Toy Story, Independence Day, Notting Hill, Independence Day, Day. Uh, Big Daddy, Goodwill Hunting, Reservoir Dogs, and Unforgiven. Jeez. So none of those got in. Was that uh, Independence Day with like a Mac or something? The hack an alien con. <laughs> oh, mate. Independence Day is sick. Con Air as well. Um, oh, God. My number 10 is. Keeping it theme of Bill Murray is Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day. Film. I don't okay. even think yeah. of it. Yeah, I love Groundhog Day. Um, I think it's one of them, like, another one that I've watched like a million times. Um, and I don't know anyone that doesn't like this film. I it's watched it. Them, like, you, and it was pretty good. You, yeah. I'd, I'd recommend it to like anyone. Like, anyone or not. Like, I would never say to like certain people, I'll oh, watch like Inception. Even though I love it or Interstellar, I'd never say yeah. that to certain people. But it's a lot of day, effort to watch that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Where Groundhog Day, I'd be like, yeah, watch it. It's amazing. Uh, you'll love it. But yeah, Groundhog Day number ten. Not yeah. baby though, isn't it? Let's be Slightly not. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not baby. Not kids though. <laughs> um, my nineties one. But I'll, I'll go through some honorable mentions. So Hook. Oh, Hook. No. Mission Impossible nah. didn't make the list. Or oh, Jerry good. Maguire. The new mission, yeah, the new mission. Impossible what Jerry Maguire did not make the yeah. list. That is madness. The Blair Witch Project and oh, I thought that was number ten. The Truman Show didn't make it either. Okay. All very, very good films. These are films. You quote these I films. I know. This is what I mean. This is the hardest list. I've changed my list about twenty times. Number ten has to be 
something that reminds me of the 90s. I did this in high school. I think everybody did it in high school in English. It's William Shakespeare's Baz Luhrmann's <gasps> Romeo and Juliet. Oh what a film. my God. What a film. Good really? film. I, absolutely, okay, I film. absolutely love that film. That film is fucking trash, mate. The film is great. Like, I love doing it in English as well. It's, it's the accent. It's the way they spoke, though. Why did they speak in the... Why? Because it's Shakespeare. Why <laughs> <laughs> you bite your thumb at me, sir? <laughs> 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 and I've also got the vinyl as well, because the soundtrack and score's amazing as well. Oh, mad. Uh, I just... Baz, Baz Luhrmann, for me, I remember seeing... Gatsby at the cinema and being like, oh, this is well good. And then I watch it again, like, oh, God, this is bad. You know, Rouge as well, like, this is bad. And then Romeo and Juliet, this is awful. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't get into Rouge, films. but I like uh, Romeo and Juliet. I do like, I do love Romeo and Juliet. I can happily watch that. And Leonardo DiCaprio and Claire Danes and Paul Rudd. What more do you need? I didn't realise Paul Rudd was in it. Yeah, he's the prince. Claire Danes in that film is decent though can I just quickly ask has anyone that. watched uh, is it Hamlet with yeah. you oh. oh no I'm not I'm not on about like the I'm... Kenneth Branagh one yeah, what's thinking... that like let's be quick quick today not go off topic what's Hamlet like <laughs> <laughs> it's a Romeo and Juliet thing in, in high school I watched uh, much to do about nothing yeah to do about nothing with uh, Keanu Reeves yeah and Kenneth Branagh's in that as well, I think. Yeah, and um, it's Denzel as well, isn't it? Denzel Washington. Yeah, he is, yeah. Also, yeah. Uh, his best performance is in Tenet. He's amazing in it. I'll say that. That's the only thing I'll say about it. Okay. Feels that, the show. That's number 10 over and done with in record time. Well done, guys. <laughs> number nine. <laughs> number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Burger King. <laughs> Go on, Jared. <laughs> no, no, it's um, uh, Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank is quintessential. There's a reason why it's like number one on IMDb because it is just a good film, and you can just watch it and you just like you, just, you relate to him, and like even though he's a bit weirdo, like just really like him. <laughs> I just like. I just think it's a great film, and there's a reason why it's number one on IMDb because. People like it. So this one I was talking about. I forgot to mention it's not on my list either. It should be an honourable mention. Shawshank Redemption is that on your list? It's not on my list. I'm getting here. Oh, I'm surprised. I I feel like the issue with the film is like because it's so highly rated. Everyone's like, "Why? It's just like, why do I want it on my list?" But it's there because it's a good film. Mm. No, it's quality. Okay, Kevin. Uh, my number nine is Saving Private Ryan. I thought this was coming somewhere. Yeah. Um, one of the best war films of all time. Like, you can't, like, talk about war movies and action, even action movies and not mention Saving Private Ryan. Uh, Tom Hanks' best performance, I think. Um, the cinematographer, Steven Spielberg's best film, in my opinion. Man, and, yeah, it's just truly an incredible film, a visual experience. The opening scene in general, like, the D-Day, is, like... I gotta admit, the town battle I think is a much better watch, but I think that the opening is still legendary. The start is like literally like you've seen it made in video, remade in video games because it's so yeah, iconic. exactly. So like I think that Saving Private Ryan is like, if not one of the most iconic war movies of all time. 
I think that would, yeah, Fuller thoroughly deserves to be on this list. Um, and, and I think one thing that's really underrated is the sound design and, like, the little nuanced stuff in it. Cause the like, um, as well. Yeah, so. yeah. It was so gritty and so, like, grainy. And I really like that. So take away some, like, points that there's some historically inaccurate shit in it. But at the same time, just beautiful. Absolutely I think, amazing. I think it's rare that, like, um, a film of, like, the last, like, 30 years where it inspires a lot more films. We can definitely see Save It Ryan, uh, Save It Private Ryan in, in other films since then. Definitely, yeah, yeah. I, I, especially war films. The other thing I'd say is, like, I've seen it a couple of times and it's a lot like what Jared was saying last week about Lord of the Rings. Like, the good bits are really good. Yeah, the pacing is like, off in the film, in my is, opinion. It does go long. It's a long film, though. I don't know. Is it a long film, though? Like, every I think, time I'm thinking I'm, about it now, I feel like it's really long. I think I'm biased because I really love long films. Like, I like getting immersed. Like, obviously, there's the error of having a long film when it doesn't need to be long and it just mm. gets boring. But, like, we're saying Private Ryan, I think that it is long in the sense that when you reach kind of, like, the third act, you're like, fucking hell, we've been on a journey here. Like, yeah. it's, yeah, like, yeah. it's lasted it's a long intense. time. My only issue with it is that I think they, they did it better with Band of Brothers. I think, like, because they had more yeah, time. Or... Yeah. I do think they did it better in Band of Brothers. I think that, like, I prefer the characters in Band of Brothers, but I think that's yeah. because they were way more fleshed out. They had way more time to actually delve into them. So, but, I mean, it's, it's like, it's not a negative, though. He, he did his own thing better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Complain, is he? So, I yeah. Think... Oh. Try to think of like modern age like war films that are like up there with Save the Ryan, but yeah, Hacksaw Ridge, like, maybe. Hacksaw Ridge. I like Dunkirk. I Dunkirk. I really. Like oh, that. I like Dunkirk. I think it got better over age with me. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. We're, we're, we're not going to get in 2010s films. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think uh, yeah, that's my number nine. Aaron. Um, so when J- I was speaking to Jamie uh, before, and he was saying that like uh, Robin Williams, Adam Sandler, Jim Carrey, the Divine in the nineties. For- so a film for each of them has to be mentioned at some point. They define the nineties. I think <laughs> I haven't think, got a film from either one of them in my list. Dude, the person who defines the nineties is Will Smith. Yes, it's Will Smith. I know he's fresh can... prince, mate. He went from like the coolest rapper around, mate. Like fresh ass, I fresh cool. <laughs> like, and then he, he boom, shake, films, shake, mate. shake the room. You know, mate. His grandma, his grandma told him, "Don't swear in your songs, son. Don't swear." And he doesn't. He doesn't. He's a good boy. He's a good boy. He's a good boy. He don't I thought I was drugs. I, I literally thought you were going. His grandma told him to go live with Paris in Philadelphia. He's born and raised in West Philadelphia. <laughs> in the playground. <laughs> Spent most of his days. <laughs> no, we're um, not doing this. <laughs> no, no. Anyway, uh, what was the film? Um, Men in Black. It was more homage to Will and Black, not the film. <laughs> Will and Black. Will and Black. 
I said Men in Black, didn't I? You said Will in Black. Oh, Will in Black. Will in Black. Wasn't there something about that film what? where he didn't want to do it because he'd just done another alien film? Independence, Independence Day. Day. Yeah, and like Steven Spielberg called him up and was like, you're doing this film, like... Oh, no. <laughs> I think like uh, this, the sci-fi comedy uh, genre, like subgenre, I think like that's probably the best uh, that's been done. Even now, like I watched it recently and it's just... It's so brilliant. Their chemistry together, Tommy Lee, the pair of them too, they're like, it's just quality. Well, yeah, I think it's his best film. Yeah. Uh, most enjoyable film, for sure. He did his own rap, didn't he? And that. <laughs> yeah. Did he? <laughs> yeah, you know, you know the end credits, something like, Oh, the end yeah. credits. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, he rapped that. What's your point about, like, people rapping in the films? No, I, all I was going to say was, like he like he turned down the Matrix, didn't he? For uh, yeah, mate. the Wild Wild West. <laughs> no, wait, I was like, but, yeah. Mate. You know what? Right. How how old are you? Like old I'm, enough. I'm tw- <laughs> twenty five, right? And I remember, I remember going to the cinema to see Wild Wild West. Oh my god, no, oh. I would have been too. Mate, it's, <laughs> bro, Wild Wild West. It's decent, Kieran mate. will have been when just you, when you see that as a kid. Wild Wild West, and you see oh. the spider. There's a whole like documentary about that. Film. Issue is though, like, like if they'd done the Matrix, they wouldn't have had Lawrence Fishburne as the the black character because he would have been the black. No, it's the truth. He said this. <laughs> Fishburne. <laughs> I said Fishburne. 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 Lawrence Fishburne. I thought it was a joke. Originally, it was meant to be um, Al Kilmer. It would have been Will Smith and Val Kilmer. Yeah. Nah, I don't. I don't like, right Val Kilmer's face. But have you heard it? Have you heard what uh, Mr. Fishburger no. said no, like, about Matrix Four? He's like, uh, he's fuming. He came it? out this week um, saying that like, what? Yeah, that no one's asked him, uh, so he's not in it now. No one asked him, and he's really surprised. Like, why not? Because she's in it, and, and Keanu, uh, Keanu Reeves uh, from Memento. Yeah. Well. Should be. No, but, yeah, no really. apparently he died not. in the film, didn't he? Yeah, but he's back from yeah, making how they're going to wear that in. He, he, died, he died, and then, like, didn't he die and then like, become like the Matrix? It's all a simulation. It's just going to restart at number one. In it. <laughs> I wish, I wish it's so just much. Matrix though. remastered. <laughs> I wish so much for the Matrix that they, they did, like, what J.K. Rowland did or. It just wrote the thing like before they did it. And, and yeah, like, it's just like a joke, <laughs> like, two and three. But Men in Black got two anyway. Uh, and then I started talking about soundtracks and one of my favourite films from the 90s that happened right at the end of the 90s. I've got this on vinyl too. Oh, yes. Intentions. Ooh. That's not where I think like, you're going to go. Got, no, I mean, you've got to have films that I would happily watch any day, like Cruel Intentions. It's a great set. Yeah. Sarah Michelle Gellar, Ryan Philly, <laughs> Reese Witherspoon. It defined the 90s and... It gave us Sarah Michelle Gellar completely different from Buffy the Vampire Slayer as well. I love Cruel Intentions. Yeah, I don't think I've seen Cruel Intentions. Wait, what is Cruel Intentions? Intentions? I'm getting... I'm getting... Sarah Michelle Gellar, Reese Witherspoon. Basically, the story is Reese Witherspoon is the head teacher's daughter daughter, and they've just started at the school. And Ryan Philippe and Sarah Michelle Gellar are step-brother and step-sister. And they basically make a bet that he could sleep with the headmaster's daughter before the start of school. And if he wins, he gets to sleep with Sarah Michelle Geller. If he loses, 
he has to give her a car. That's a very complicated story. That it's it's a it's a remake of a French film. Um, of course, it's a remake of a French yeah, film. Yeah, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's very it's very very good. Like when I went to New York, I went round the Cruel Intention sites to see where where they filmed a lot of it all as well because one of my like I said, I love it. But no, you should. Uh, if you like, sexy, any, uh, if, I'll give you like if you like sexy films, there's three of them. Yeah, cruel you, only to, you, only, you only need to watch the first one. Well, yeah, they're basically trying to. I mean, there's a subplot with Selma Blair in it as well. That basically, Selma Shogella tries to get Ryan Philippe to sleep with Selma Blair because Selma Blair is now dating Selma Shogella's ex-boyfriend. So he tries to sleep with her to obviously ruin their relationship so Selma Shogella can get back with him. That kind of thing as well. It's a very very good film. Um, I love it, and there's. I said, if you just want a nice little sexy film to watch in the evening, Cruel Intentions is the one. <laughs> no comment. Oh, I like it. I like it. It's a good <laughs> choice. I haven't seen it in ages. I remember seeing like parts of it, like when I was younger, but I I definitely want to rewatch it because I completely forgot about that film. A happy hunting, Sebastian. <laughs> Jared, number eight. I mean, it's already been mentioned because it is actually the film of the 90s, and it's Titanic. Well, it wasn't mentioned, it was only an honourable mention. Oh, well, it's only been mentioned in honourable terms, but um, the Titanic is that film that you just think, like, I know it gets memed and all this, but actually watching it, like, the scale of that film, like, actually seeing the Titanic, like, sink, I still think it holds up today as, like, a great film. Like, there's... Some films might be outdated, but... One I, thing love, I... I love this, the pain, <laughs> like your French. I mean, one the thing... best one. That I'm looking at Aaron going, this is going to happen <laughs> in, in HMV all the time. It's just me. I mean, this made Mercedes fall in love with this quote. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we did it all the time. And it's literally just, what, what's the matter? He's like, I put the diamond in the Coke. Yes. I put the on her! <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I proper like the... Um, been on a plane with you. <laughs> like, I don't know why. Oh, yeah. Is it the that Simpsons scene. where they like made a joke about it? And, like, it's, it's in real life. Green like, Day, year, I think it? it is. Like last yeah. year, wasn't, wasn't there like a ball <laughs> leaking in like Nottingham or something? And they actually had. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, people forget about Titanic, about like the 90% of the film that's not like the end. I think that's what pe- people just think about, like the, le- the last. The problem scene. is, people just look at the romance and think, "Oh, it's yeah, just like a romance yeah. film." Yeah, of a scale of an actual sim- ship sinking, it's so like I real that like, you can see the panic. Like they're gonna I, die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think like the romance of the film is actually really underrated as well. Like obviously, we can. It's not the best romance, but it was, I mean, it's a good film about class, isn't it? It's about the rich yeah. and the poor. I really don't like. Males. I really don't like the. the the bit that's like now. You know oh, what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like that. Have you seen the alternate uh, version of that? Yeah. Instead of just dropping out. it, she just gives him. <laughs> but yeah, it is good. It is good. Definitely, yeah. Especially for Billy Zane. Yeah, Billy Zane should be in more. So. He's in Twin Peaks, you know. Yes, he is, yeah. He's randomly in like season two, like halfway through, I think. Yeah, Twin Peaks faded. Mm, yeah, oh god, yeah. Speaking of best first season. series ever. I would I would argue, yeah, one of the best like TV shows at the start, and then they just didn't know where to go. 
best score ever, probably as well, maybe. Mad, mad. What do you mean best score? They had one song. Oh, so many, so many. It's so good. I've I've got Twin Peaks literally like four times on vinyl. That's how much I love it. It's so good. The vinyls look really cool. To be fair, I really like the vinyls. Kevin, Uh, my number eight is a film that's already been mentioned as well. It is Shawshank Redemption. Um, Again, one top on IMDb, but it's. Like it's fully deserved why it would be up there. I mean, it's an amazing story, amazing characters, really well written, really well directed. Um, oh, I can't remember what was the director's name. Frederick Frank Darabon. Frank Darabon, yeah. He I did think Frank... uh, the Green Mile, did he not? Yeah, yeah, Green Mile, and Frank Darabon, I think, is very. It's weird because he did two like probably of the greatest films of the nineties, and then like and, and he just went. That's it, that. yeah. That's all like, he's that's done. it. I know he'd had something to do with The Walking Dead, like a TV show. Yeah, I thought, I was like, I thought that's who it was, yeah. That's weird, though, isn't it? Yeah, I attached just... my name to that when? one, like this show, sorry. Well, the first half of it, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think that, like, Shawshank Redemption is an incredible film. And it is one of those films that it, it's never going to go away, kind of thing. Everyone's going to be like, it's like the father of the 90s almost. Like, you have to watch it. Like, even if you don't think it looks good, you have did, to did watch it. Did it win the best picture? Or no, Forrest Gump. No. Forrest Gump won it. Okay. It's, Forrest it's, Gump. It's definitely better Hello. than Forrest Gump. It's oh, definitely, definitely better. better than Forrest uh, Gump, yeah. I remember watching Shawshank when I was really young and like, think, like not being interested too much in that, that sort of film or even when I was younger, I was like, I knew it was like a good film. Like, you know, when you're watching it, you think, like, yeah, like you just know something special's happening. Like, yeah, it's like, and it's really quotable as well. Like, busy living or get busy dying, and you think that's stuff. horrible. Have you seen Forrest Gump, the scene where Jenny's all like, <laughs> and all like when, when she gets them out, and Forrest is just like looking at him like, uh, and then he goes, no, touch them, and then and then he goes, uh, and she's and he goes. Uh, 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 <laughs> boy, I'm you know busy. What, like, boycott Forest Gump, you know. <laughs> boycott. Yeah, I, don't boy- say, I don't want anyone saying Forest Gump in this list. No, I, 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 right, I am along. with you, Aaron. I hate Forest Gump. I let's don't move want, on. I don't we might talk about it later. <laughs> oh, for God's sake, Jared. I, w- I will come up and say, though, as well, that Niall has sent me his list, so I'll run through him at the end before we... we uh, do you want to just run, run through what he's got to stuff out? Got me yeah, we might yeah, as well just, catch yeah. up. So, number 10 is Speed. Speed. Right, cool. That is a joke, again. Number 9. <laughs> it's a better joke than Cat and Heart. Yeah. <laughs> number joke. 9 is Leon. Alright, that's a good film. Apart from oh, the way, oh, like, Leon. Oh, Leon. Yeah. That's, see, uh, it's my girlfriend's like, favourite film, like, or one of her favourite films. She's obsessed with it. And I watched it like last year. Everyone was telling me to watch it, and I was like, this is really weird. This guy's like in his fifties. Yeah, she's like sixteen or whatever. I mean, actually, not even that. Into the original like intentions of the film, and they had to change it. Yeah, no, because no, they were gonna oh. like fall in love and have like a sex scene. I think. Yeah, so, but, like, oh. yeah, yeah. Like, oh, it was yeah. gonna be go like that. I, I think they did a good I, call not doing that. Like <laughs> I said last week blown. with uh, Lost in Translation, like. You just need that little bit of peck at the end. It's just like a little kiss. That's all it is. Not exactly with Leon, though. No. <laughs> Leon, Leon's like, ooh, that's like, 
don't know. Yeah, there's like, what, isn't there like one part where she like, dresses as a schoolgirl or something like that? Well, she is a schoolgirl. Like, but like the that. stereotypical kind of schoolgirl outfit and like he's like feeling, and she's like coming at him seductively and it's like, uh, I'll send yeah, the link to the Leon thing later. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the other one was Big Lebowski. Oh, Nile is up to date. So great. Aaron. Um, right. What are we up to? Hey. Oh yeah. Hey. Um. I'm disgusted at myself for like this not being number one. It's bad. Um, and I think. It? <laughs> hey. I think like, Definitely Space Jam. If you if you're my age, right, this is your favourite film, and it's just a fact. It's Space Jam. It's no. so good. <laughs> Space Jam is so good. Like. Oh, mate, like, I just can't... I, I need to like, tell you as well, I've, I've just ordered off um, the H-Gate uh, a Toon Squad jersey. Oh, yeah, like mate. My, nice. I think my most expensive vinyl I've ever bought is Space Jam 1. Like, I bidded loads for it, the Urban Outfits. There's not, not many of them, but it's so good. Like, the soundtrack's so perfect. And, like, I, I'm going to read, like, I did this HMV review for it. We I do our recommends. And mine were, like, what I said was, like, basketball... It's just, I've not got any interest in it. Uh, Looney Tunes is boring. But like, put them together and you just get something magic. Can, can I just ask I, you, what happens in the film? Because like, I watched it recently because I was like, recently got into basketball a lot more. So what hmm. happens in the film? Like, Just tell me what so, happens. Because nothing Danny happens. DeVito. Danny did, you DeVito. Not know da- did you not know Dan Aykroyd was not in this picture? Oh, mate. I don't know Dan Aykroyd was in that picture. Because I'll be here all night. We'll be here all night. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, um, where was that? Uh, what's his name? Danny Vito. He, he's going to steal the Looney Tunes to, like, torture them and, like, use them, like, on his theme park. So, they come in and say, like, oh, like we'll play a game of basketball with you. And these, like, little things steal the powers of the best basketball players. And the Looney Tunes like, oh shit, what do we actually do? So Bugs, Bugs comes up with this idea. Let's get the greatest player of all time in. Let's get uh, Michael Jordan. Let's get the baseball player, Michael Jordan. Ma- let's get the <laughs> baseball player, Michael Jordan. Bugs went into the future. He watched the Last Dance documentary and he was like, oh shit. He watched man. the Last Dance <laughs> The Last Dance is a sick documentary. Though. He watched that and he was like, oh my God. Like, All I'm saying is, is like, fuck attack. And they play another basketball game. Nothing happens in that film. It's a short film. <laughs> it is a wow. short film. Ten minutes skating in someone's head and like, let's just do it. <laughs> like, how I this film came about, like, God knows. Jam. That's disgusting. Um, the most annoying thing about this film is it's not represented that well in uh, the Last Dance documentary. Like, it's the highlight yeah. of Michael Jordan's career. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, definitely. I, think that, I definitely think it brought him you into know like, what he did? culture. Forget all the NBA champions. Yeah, he would. Yeah. Forget Chicago yeah, Bulls. Forget, like, Forget Jordan. Watch Watch Forget Air out. Jordans. I'm not being funny. Like, everyone outside okay, of America knows Michael Jordan for being in Space Jam. Like, that's why they love him. Uh, yeah, he's a great sportsman, but he, he should have he got an Oscar that sportsman. year. <laughs> well, he's also... Oscar for what? Could you imagine yeah, Max Jordan and Cat in the Hat did a film together? Just imagine. Oh, my God. Please remake Cat in the Hat with, like, I don't know, like... With Michael Jordan as the Cat James. in the Hat. Take, take this, just take this... Brock Lesnar. <laughs> 
Listen, right, we space jam, right? Michael Jordan never had any acting like experience in his life, yeah. You can tell. And then and then <laughs> he was like a yes, film you can tell. on a basketball court for most of the film with who's he with? They're Bill not real, Murray. these like lunatics. Lo- 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 They're not real people. Bill it's Murray like... is there for no reason. <laughs> da, 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 Bill Murray <laughs> is always there for no reason. That's why he's so good. And then they've got what's oh, I don't know what they but yeah, that guy Wayne Knight. Yeah, yeah. It's just oh, awful. It's, just, the whole film, it's just an awful film. No, it's not. It's so good. It's really, really bad. <laughs> I had the PS One game as well. Oh, oh my yeah. Gosh, right, move on. Move on. <laughs> um, well, we're going to move on to an actual '90s classic this time, and it gave us the teen comedy movie that's American Pie. Bang. It has to be on that list. Uh, uh, American Pie. Yeah. If you talk American about the nineties, it's American Pie. Like, I, I bet everybody, especially guys, have watched American Pie at some point in their life. I mean, the OG oh, is yeah. a classic. Great. One, one of the like most like nineties soundtrack ever in it. Not gonna lie, it is a really good trilogy. Like, if you like, uh, quadrilogy, all... there's American Reunion. I thought there was lots Which was actually them, pretty good. No, I mean, yeah, there's all together. The original, eight. Yeah. You've got the original cast in the four, and then you've got you've got Book of uh, Love. Bank Camp. You've got, you've, got, you've got Bank Camp. You've got Bank Camp, Beta House, Book of Love. Yeah, but nobody wants. It, yeah, no. like, I've got them all on DVD, but you know. Yeah, it's but like no. so. I remember when I was like. You give up after one. <laughs> I remember when I was like 15 or something like that, and I was embarrassed because I ordered the American Pie box set to Amazon, like on Amazon. Still I blew it to my house, and my parents opened it. Like, it was like I shit myself like there were condoms or something like that. And it was that. like, it was that warm apple pie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's but I, I mean, like, if you talk about the nights, you have to talk about American Pie. I think, Jamie, for your age group, like, your for my American, age group, like American Pie is like perfect for you, but then like Space Jam is American Pie for me. No, what <laughs> is there any sex in Space Jam? <laughs> well, it's yeah, just like the it. film for me. Like, like you're saying it's the film for you. Like Space Jam's it for me. You know what I mean? No, my this, film's gonna come. As saying, one, I don't feel worry. Like films just hit you at the perfect like age group. Yeah, I feel yeah. Like some of the like, Iron Giant, mate. Like, let's let's talk about Iron Giant. It's not on my list, but it's brilliant. Oh my god, <laughs> Iron Giant. Yeah, I haven't seen Vin that Diesel's since. first role. Yeah. Is it? No yeah. way. And it couldn't get the brothers. Mm. No, that was same part round. So, uh, yeah, but that wasn't his first role because uh, Iron Giant was first. Anyway. After Iron Giant and that travesty, Jared. Number seven. Number seven. Is it? It's I a swear. Film please, please, please. I'd love it. Please. It's a I'd film it. It called SE7EF. Yes! <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> like, I didn't do this ironically at number seven. I actually thought this was number seven on the list. <laughs> but, um, yeah. I'm Brad sure. Uh, I think I think we could right. probably talk about it a little bit more um, during this round. But what's in the bar? What's in the bar? We just spoil it now. My we'll seven, is seven, and my yeah. seven, is seven. <laughs> <laughs> Am I the only one that hasn't got seven as number seven? I mean, you cannot have seven on your list and not put it at seven. It's a it's a great film. It probably should be higher, but. You don't get opportunities like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Me I love Jamie. the bit, you know, where he comes in at the end and he's like, his fingernails are going. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Uh, me and Jamie did like the best films of like all time list at HMV. And I put like my seven as seven. And I put it as seven now, even though it's just an eyes. Because it has to, it is the number it seven. Seven. <laughs> it's it's like what probably Fincher's most like. It's maybe not his best film, but it's. It's. It, I think it's better than Fight Club. I'd say it's. Yeah, really it is. yeah, it is. yeah. Without a doubt. Like, like Kevin uh, Spacey was incredible in it. He was hardly in it, and he didn't even have a, a role, did he? It was just basically the man. Or it was credited as the man, wasn't role. it? No, we'll talk about Kevin Spacey's best role later. I'm sure. Oh, I know. This, this is my issue. Like. <laughs> I, like a lot of people probably look at this film and be like, oh, I can't support it because Kevin Spacey's in it. But oh, no. I Kevin Spacey's getting serious points on my list. Listen, if it was like that, you can't watch like so many films because of Weinstein. Like, yeah, he's a scumbag like rat, but like, yeah. there's so many films that like... Yeah, just because he like, produced company. has got nothing to do with direct. Like, you got to think like the director, the cameraman, you mm. know, the lighting the people, they didn't do anything. Anyway. They I mean, didn't... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They I mean, didn't do uh, anything, and you're going to, like, criticise exactly. the film on that. Exactly. But basically, anyway, Gwyneth Paltrow, Brad Pitt. All right, well, might as well hear Kieran's then, because we're all just Kieran's like, like, and the end. And seven is on well, my list, but it's not number seven. Why would you Ooh. not put it as number seven? <laughs> no, okay, because I was like, it deserves to be higher. It deserves to be higher. Well, we all agree that, but if we all put it at seven, it's still going to make the playoffs. I don't think it would. You know what? You know what? Should I? You know what? Should I just move my list and put? <laughs> yeah. Wait, 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 wait. What's Niles? What's Niles? Uh, Niall doesn't have seven on his list. Oh. So, well, can we just put seven then? On the list? <laughs> um, Niles is Cape Fear. Ah. Are you putting it as seven then? Yeah. Go on, Karen. I mean, yeah. that's 16 points. That's made the playoffs, surely. What, what I'll quickly say about Seven is, like, how many films are, like, Seven that, like, just copy yes, that? Yeah, but then no, no, nothing comes near I will, it. Like, I will say this. How many films have biblical references because of that film? Yeah, I, yeah. I will say this. Seven was my number three. No, that's wow. brilliant, mate. Honestly. Like, it, it, be, it, it deserves to be in the top five. Yeah. yeah. You can't not have it as Seven. <laughs> I love it. I, I love it. I can... <laughs> Yeah, I think I'm trying to think if it's my favorite Fincher film. Like, it's got, it's got to be in it. Second favorite behind Social Network. Yeah, Social Network. Gone Girl. <laughs> Gone Girl I'd probably it's either Gone Girl. I'm not putting a film about Facebook. It's the best film. <laughs> <laughs> so well, we can all go back. Too. We can all go back round, Jared. It's back to you again. <laughs> for number six. Um, I mean, I think the top six for me was like it was. They were the top six yeah. I have was always going to be the top six. No, maybe not in the order. I had, I, I, was... had a, I had a top five, then I was like, "How have I not got this film in my list? It needs to go in there." Yeah, like, as much as I love seven, I feel like it could have been out of the top ten because of like how many good films there were. But the top six was set in stone, and uh, number six is. Oh, for God's sake! Salt Fiction. <laughs> Okay, no, I mean, no, it's good points. Disgusting. Um, Absolutely disgusting. Jamie, you also don't like Pulp Fiction, is that correct? Uh, uh, to be fair, when we were doing the status list, I was saying to myself, I was like, I might rewatch it because you never know, I might, I might enjoy it. Then I was like, I can't pull myself to do it. I don't rate it. I don't. I don't rate it. I don't rate it. I don't have it on my list, 
Um, it was another honourable mention, but I think Reservoir Dogs is his best film. Right. I just I think Pulp Fiction just has a, a nice flow to it as a film, and it's just like quite a, quite a good ensemble, and it probably is Quentin's best film as an actual film. But you know, I see why people don't like it. But I don't get hate the, is gonna uh, hate. The, <laughs> the storyline to it. I don't. I just don't think it works. Like killing off main character, like. Uh, few scenes in like i just no. can't get it what like, do you mean no country for old men yeah but i didn't like that film of all time psycho oh. no no i don't mean like killing off your main character like i mean like like he's back in it in it in it it's like a nolan film it's like watching memento yeah nolan yeah. probably watched that film and was like this works <laughs> let me <laughs> just, use it I just don't get it with Pulp Fiction. It, it like brought it. John Travolta back into the mainstream. It did. Ah, good point, actually. Scientology. If there was uh, one, if there was one great thing about Pulp Fiction, it was the dialogue between Travolta and uh, Samuel. Just, just mm. there, yeah. just chilling in the car, just talking about. And like, the, I, th- I think the reason you lot all hate it is because it's become one of them like. You know, like almost like a Harry Potter film. Like you always see someone with a Pulp Fiction T-shirt, or um, you know, what I mean, I don't and, think it's because. of... I think it's just because, not gonna lie, it was hyped up a lot for me. And I, I think I like, and I tried to watch it like a second, third time without putting it on a pedestal. But I just don't think it's like, as like a film of the decade, it just doesn't resonate with me. I just don't think. I think the best things to come out I mean, of that is, film is it a top 10 on IMDb, is it not? Yeah. Yeah. 8.9 out of 10. Mm-hmm. My, my thing my thing I'll quickly say is like I think because of like the hype of like every, a lot of people a lot of people generally say like it's his best film and I just think he's like an awesome director and I just think he's got like other films that like just get overlooked because everyone just go it, Pulp Fiction's the go to I yeah, think like yeah. Django and I, he's, he's, I think because he like defines like the 90s so much people like sort of sort of like shadow like anything after the 2000s that he's done yeah um, i think it helps it was my first i didn't really know quentin tarantino was when i watched it it was the first one yeah. i watched of his and it made me watch all these others but like mm. i think I, I like the story as well the fact that like uh i think i remember i've watched an interview about it and he was like playing golf with um spielberg and that and he says i don't think you're gonna win best picture but i think you're gonna win um original screenplay and he's like Second film, that was pretty good. Like, yeah, it is like second, your second ever film. Mm. I, I agree. Yeah, I In, think it was like a decent. Film. What, what you're saying that his second film got nominated, he didn't win though, did it? No, he won original. No, it's his uh, second film. Like, he didn't win Best Picture, he won an original screenplay, didn't he? Not? So did Jordan Peele on his first film, but no. your audio's gone. Oh, your audio's gone again. Well, I can tell you a little bit. Oh, no, no, it hasn't. No, it hasn't. What? I, I said Jordan Peele won it on his first screenplay. Damien Chazelle did, didn't he? Damien Chazelle didn't win original screenplay. No. I don't think. La La Land was like his third film? No, Whiplash. Whiplash didn't win screenplay, I don't think. I can't remember no. if it did or not. It was La La Land. But it won supporting actor. But you can just JK. you can just see like the way he does his films. He just literally you can tell he just loves like the fifties and sixties and yeah, like, yeah, that style. What's impressive about Tarantino as well is like there's there's loads of things in the film. Um, I've heard a couple of things where 
he bases a lot of the films like on the music first, like some of his favourite songs, and he'll like write scenes around them, which I think is genius. And then also like a lot of the props that you see in his films like, are literally his possessions, like, yeah. which I think is like so cool as well. Like, he's obviously like. I think of all the directors. I mean, he's, he's a freak of a like man. The biggest, exactly, like, actually, yeah. like, he, 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 I don't like the feet person. as well, isn't he? He's a, yeah, he's a full-fetched like human being. Mm. But... Him and Weinstein got some things going on. Kevin. <laughs> all right. <laughs> after, after that, <laughs> literally, okay, so it was originally my number seven, but it was originally my number seven, but because of seven being number seven, I have to move it up. It is the best musical of all time. <laughs> Jamie's face. That's the so best nice. musical of all time. It is South Park, Bigger, Longer and Uncut. I am not Me kidding. Me both went to that the, song straight away. The <laughs> amount... Okay. Not only did they successfully make a really good musical, musical, really catchy musical, it was a great story, great like adaptation of a TV show. It like and it was like a film that I watched before I even watched the TV show. It introduced me to South Park, and who's was, his, who's the devil got a relationship with in the film? Uh, Saddam Hussein. <laughs> 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 but South, it literally is one of the best comedies of all time in my opinion like it is just truly amazing every time i watch that film it's because south park is my humor i grew up with south park like i watched south park the movie bigger long and uncut when i was like 11 10 something like that and like oh it was away from my parents i had really edgy friends um it was it's just an amazing film it still holds up to this day and i think it's like Especially the music in it, the, like it was. I find, almost I find like, it weird that you would put this at your number six because. Well, it was originally. Like, you always seven, seem to go for like quite noir, like weird artsy films. That films. Ever heard of. <laughs> and then you've gone for South Park. <laughs> it is honestly South Park, my favorite TV comedy sh- to show of all time, and it is probably my one of Shut my favorite comedies. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, that's what I mean. South Park is so iconic, I think. And the movie was like, I wasn't obviously alive at the time, or like consciously alive at least. But it must, it was, was alive in spirit. everywhere. Obviously, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, obviously, they wrote Book of Mormon, which is incredible. Book of Mormon is really good. I really do. And, like and they also did Team America. And Team America, and make yeah, like indeed. these are really Everyone good. Everyone has AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> Just quickly on that film, I watched so that with good. my mum, and she you watched didn't, it with like, your mum. Let me explain. She didn't know <laughs> what was going to happen. So at the oh, start, it's like you know, a bit shooting, blah 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 blah. Then the sex scene with Puffy. Like, yeah, and say, my mum was just horrified. I would have sex with you if you promise you'll never die. I promise I will never die. <laughs> oh, it's just so incredible. Their self, it's just their humor is on another level, and I love the way they write. They're like honestly incredible. But South Park, if you if you haven't seen South Park, Big Longer and Uncut, I haven't seen it yet. I've only seen clips on it. I've watched it all the way you, through. I love it. Will, I know I've got all the South Park once twenty two on DVD. Yeah, if you've you seen will. The clips, one you've thing, seen the film. 
No, if you watch it, you will actually get at least one song stuck in your head. Two songs. Like, oh, the yeah, songs I, in I, it I are actually know, amazing. I already know two of them. Like, yeah. Canada and... Or Blame Canada, okay, in it? Okay. And then, obviously, Carl's mum, she's a big fat bitch. She's the biggest bitch in the whole wide world. Yeah, if we're all talking about Robin Williams... But we're talking about... He's crying right now. If if Robin Williams was like a part of it, because Robin Williams performed a song by South Park at the Oscars. So, yeah, he performed Blame Canada. They got nominated. Yeah, I was going to say they got nominated for Best Original Song, didn't it? Hmm. Anyway, let's go to a little bit more of a a serious movie now. (laughs) I also got the other Fincher movie. It's Fight Club. Fight Club. I mean, it deserves its place. Um, my number six is what I think is the greatest uh, Tarantino film of all time, but it's not actually directed by Tarantino. It's True Romance. Um, I love True Romance. Uh, someone recommended me uh, uh, H&B, and um, there's just the scene with like Christopher Walken. Like, That's the scene I was literally thinking <laughs> of. Yes. Hey. Jesus, it's like the scene in Heat between Pacino and De Niro, like it's just so good. And uh, Clarence and Al- Alabama, um, just the story of their tale, it's, it's just so great. I think it's uh, Tony Scott that uh, directed yeah, it. Is, yes. Director um, of Top Gun, which was we'll yeah, yeah. next. Oh, <laughs> Such an underrated cast in True Romance. And I think like, no, not many people have actually heard of it. I, I didn't hear about it till like, uh, like a few years ago when, uh, like when you talk about Tarantino films as well, no one like speaks about True Romance, but like he actually wrote that and did the screenplay for it as well. And uh, yeah, it's it's so it's so good. I, I also think like it's his best. Okay. I respect that. I'm going on to my number six. What? What's Niles? Oh, oh, oh sorry, 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 sorry. Jesus. Nobody listens to that list. This is this was one of them. I was like. I don't understand how I could not have this film on my list. It's the greatest sequel of all time. It's Terminator. Okay. Strikes Back. Terminator. It's, it's Terminator oh. Two: Judgment Day. Like, how can it not be on the list? Like, Terminator Two. That was the nineties. Like, again, but when you talk about nice films, it's hard to think of anybody who hasn't watched Terminator Two. Like, surely yeah. everyone watched it at some point. And they've done like five, six films, and that Terminator still holds up as the best one out of all of them. Yeah, and the, the scene at the end was just a. <laughs> <laughs> For all those people... listeners, I was doing the lava bit, but you know. <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> but no, like, Terminator Two was. Yeah. Oh my god! I've missed out a film on my list. Never mind. People always talk about um, <laughs> no another film, totally different topic. <laughs> people always talk about uh, Jurassic Park for like like the greatest like use of like uh, CGI and all that. But uh, oh my god, that's in the nineties. Ter- Terminator Two is like <laughs> underrated, like CGI in it. It's underrated. Yeah. Like, if you look at other movies in that genre as well, like even to this day, like I've seen some trash. Yeah, the early two thousand song. Uh, oh my god! Yeah. yeah, like They're awful. I mean, look yeah, at that the was really like, Lucas put into Phantom Menace and like the Star Wars uh, special editions, like greatest Star Wars ever was, made. Two, <laughs> two was like before that, um, and it still like looks good. 
Yeah, yeah. So it still holds up. Like you could watch it and be like, yeah. And it's it. not I'm Joseph Gordon a bit. What? It's just a lookalike. That kid in it. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like of Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And obviously, one of, one of the <laughs> best Levitt. villains of the 90s in Robert Patrick. Have you seen yeah. this <laughs> Good film, though. Good film. He's got the second best one in any movie ever, besides every Tom Cruise film. Holmes what, about, uh, <laughs> what about Daniel Craig's, like? No, you got the Tom Cruise fucking... That's Daniel yeah. Craig like that. <laughs> they all just copy each other. He always yeah. does that. <laughs> it's not by Northwest originally. It's, it's, def- it's definitely in his contract that he has to run at least once a film, Tom Cruise. Right, well, we all likes to. We're in, the t- we're in the top five, though. So let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Number five, Trainspine. <laughs> what a soundtrack. I love like, the actual. like. It's one of them edgy films when you're young and you watch it and you're like, shit, this is what, like, being drugs. a drug is, is going to be like. Yeah, <laughs> it's all it? drugs, isn't it? This is Jared now. Just looking nah, at that baby on the ceiling. ceiling. Yes, the baby on the ceiling. The, such a good soundtrack. Born Slippy. Like, is it Born Slippy? Slippy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ewan McGregor, like, it, that film made him... If it wasn't for Trainspotting, he wouldn't be Obi Wan. <laughs> is there, is there a bigger true. like? Is, is it? Is there a bigger like English like defining film? You know I mean? No, because like, it's Scottish. Oh well, no, but British film. <laughs> British film like uh, you know, like yeah. Yeah. Like I just like coming of age films. Like, it's like, it's like, it's like Andy Murray is British, isn't it? Because he won with yeah. him. But if he never won, yeah. he's yeah. Scottish. <laughs> like, they had to redub it in America, didn't they? Because like they couldn't understand them. But I, I proper love. <laughs> yeah. I know this is the narcissist as well. I, I loved the bit where he just like he chucks the glass backwards and like. Like it's just you just know it's gonna like some shit's gonna go down and it, like smashes on someone's head, done it, and then like it just starts a fight for no reason. <laughs> yeah, Kevin. Uh, my number five is The Green Mile, Frank Darabont's best film in my opinion. Um, it's just beautiful. Uh, it's just actually, I think it's better than Shawshank. Yeah, even though it is a grueling like three hours long, three hours and a half, something like that. It's a long film. It, it's a long film, but you just go past it. It's like Wolf of Wall Street. You just you just forget you're watching a three-hour film if you really delve deep into it. And it was a really amazing story that was told in it. And the, I'm not usually one for like religious symbolism in that sense, but I think the way it was used in that film is just astonishing. And one of the best endings of all time, like deaths. Yeah. Like that was so well done. If anyone's like, yeah, quoting a death. It, everyone says the green mile. So oh, but, um, I would say though, because I was going to have it as my honorable, one of another honorable mention, but just missed out for Stephen King. I think Misery is Stephen King's best one though from the nineties. Oh, and Misery's misery. amazing. Mm. I don't really like Misery. Nah. 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 I like I it. That, like, literally, you watch that hammer scene for the first time where she hammers his fucking foot. That's one of the only things I've been like, Jesus Christ, I could not look at that properly. My only issue with yeah. Misery is it feels like, you know, like the original It, where it's just like, like you can tell it's a really old film. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's dead. Yeah. I get what you mean. But um, now I agree with my number five. Banner. Jared has gone train, uh, Jared? Niall has gone train spotting. 
Wow, I thought oh, that was, I thought that was like number, number one. one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, Wait, two 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 <laughs> Probably. Wow, what a half, what a half for you. <laughs> Aaron. Um, so, I wanted to have another film on this list, um, which was Notting Hill. I love Notting Hill. Um, but it's not my favourite rom-com. Uh, one of my favourite films of all time, When Harry Met Sally. I was literally writing Notting Hill. I thought you put Notting Hill. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. When Harry Met Sally is... Oh, it's so good. I've, I've, actually, I've always seen it in the 50-piece section, but I've never actually picked it up. Oh, no, yeah. it's Wait, worth, is that... It's oh, no, sorry, I've got it confused yes. with yes. You've Got Mail. Yes. Oh, You've Got Mail is, you you've got got mail. Mail is also, like, a 10 out of 10 as well, though. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, it was one of them films which I watched and I didn't think... I didn't think I was going to rate it as highly as I did when I saw it, because I was watching it and I was actually really into it. Like, it was actually mm. a really good story. Yeah, it is, it's brilliant. Like, um... And it's not like um, it's not as cliche as like some other like rom coms, like, in the same genre. But um, Billy Crystal, like oh hold on, casting. hold on. Oh no! When was this released? Is it eighty nine? I've got here released it first of December nineteen eighty nine. Is that in the UK? Oh. In the UK, yes. Looks <laughs> 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 like oh, nothing was getting in there. Not in the nineties. <laughs> So <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to fuck you. Yeah, uh, to be fair, like well, well, whilst he is looking, oh, actually is. I've been to um, I went past well, obviously in New York. I went past the. So Castella we know it's going to be uh, high up on the eighties list. I went past the restaurant where he filmed it, and there's always a massive queue outside for Castella Cassin. Carrie Fisher, isn't that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, great performance, Carrie Fisher. So anyway, not in Hill. Um, <laughs> edit, edit on that with Jamie. What about you, Grant? Um, it's a tight one, but I'm going to go with Notting Hill, like Hugh yeah, Grant, Julia Roberts, Roberts, um, <laughs> Julia Roberts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just what's the quote? I'm just um, a girl just standing in front of a boy. Great soundtrack as well to Notting Hill. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's talking brilliant. about great like great quotes from rom coms. It's missed out on the list, but it's Jerry Maguire and it's you had me at hello. <laughs> no, it's actually quite good. make the top ten, Jeremy. So I don't I know, right? <laughs> um and then I'll go on to mine, which again, it's another iconic movie which needs to go on there. It made the nineties and we broke we briefly talked about it before, but it's the Matrix. Oh okay. on there. Yes, yes, yes. Like literally that bit where Jammy's <laughs> that scene where he's dodging is just unreal. And again, it's I think the technology of it all and the science fiction nature is way beyond its time. And when you first watched it, you were like, What am mm. I watching right now? Yeah. And I'm pretty yeah, sure I feel like it would have got lost ever um... DVDs as well. <clears throat> oh really? Is that why there's so many? <laughs> probably. <laughs> I feel like it's one of them films that if it came out nowadays, it would probably just get lost in the like mix of just other sci-fi films. But because it came out at that time, I think it was just the perfect yeah. time. Yeah. I was talking about the today actually about like because I was saying about children and men and uh, saying I watched uh, Snowpiercer as well to my dad. I was saying saying about what's the best like post-apocalyptic. And I've always loved Mad Max, uh, Fury Road, even though it's way out of the realms of believability. But The Matrix is like, to have that idea, uh, especially back then, it, it was like 
Yeah, like nowadays you have like the internet and that. You can yeah, I mean, it, yeah. Like it reminds me of like uh, OK Computer um, and Tom York's ideas on that. Like, and it's just like way before its time. Yeah. Okay. Jerry. And, and quotable, oh. quotable. I want to say uh, about what a banging Matrix. film. Yeah. All right. Well, how about? <laughs> I get my phone call. <laughs> no, what is it? How about I give you the finger? And you can get my phone call. <laughs> How are you supposed to speak, Mr. Edison, when you about can't talk? <laughs> I remember I watched that scene. I remember I watched that scene as a kid and I got scared by yeah, it. That that yeah. thing where his mouth gets slipped tied, so it was one of the first bits when you're young and you're like, Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> the holy shit moment at the end though with like the hand behind the body stolen like I think my favourite scenes in like any movie like that whole train station scene yeah, oh, yeah. So good. the bit where he gets up and it's just all the code in his eyes yeah, I genuinely yeah. didn't know it was um oh god what's his name no not the Wachowski brothers the um well some <clears> sisters now sisters <laughs> you know uh, he's in Sopranos as well what's his name hey. oh the guy who's in Memento Yes, he's in Memento as well. Oh, yeah, the one for Bad Boys. Yeah. I can't think Joe, of his name. Joe oh, Pantaligo, whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't know he was in it because he's like, he's got a hair in it. He's cypher, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah and it's yeah. like, what the heck? He had hair. Because <laughs> like, I know him from Sopranos, so he's got no hair. But it's one of those uh, things, like, it's one of those films that you're like, I wish I had that those powers. Like, yeah. I used to play those games yeah. all the time at Enter the Matrix and the Path of Neo, which are like mainly based on reloaded and evolutions. Mm. But like literally, when you look at films like that, there was like two films where you're like, I wish I had these powers. The Matrix and <laughs> Bulletproof Monk. What a great oh, film Bulletproof that was Monk. as well. <laughs> Bulletproof Monk! What a shout that is! That's from 2000s, wow. but yeah, yeah. Mm. But Bulletproof Monk, when it's just literally Sean Williams. Scott <laughs> wow, Bulletproof Monk. So, Jared. is it me now? Or is it? Sorry? Yeah, yeah, top four. Number four. Number four, good fellas. This used to be. This used to be the film that if you said what's my favorite film, would say Goodfellas every time it would be Goodfellas, because it was just like I, I loved gangster films, and I only feel like I've started to fall out of love with them when I watch too many, but um, yeah. like that is the gangster film. I think you well maybe maybe The Godfather is the gangster film, but I feel like Goodfellas is the cool one. Yeah, I feel like if Godfather was more of the old man's gangster film, Goodfellas yeah, is like the yeah, cool... Yeah, the Godfather's the, cool new the origin. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just love how it starts. Like, you see him growing up as like a gangster. Like Obviously, he probably didn't know. Like In fact, he wanted to be a gangster, didn't he, from the start? Well, like, yes. For, as, for as, as long as I can remember, I wanted yeah, to be a gangster. Yeah. I think it's uh, <laughs> probably... The, I was thinking today... Uh, it's probably the second best opening scene to a movie ever, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah. Behind, behind really uh, Raiders film. of the Lost Ark. Uh, yeah. There's just so like, there's so many little things about it. Like, you know, like, you think I'm funny? Like, mm. like the like film is still like, used like in like GIFs now. Is it GIFs or GIFs or whatever they are? GIFs. Yeah. But yeah, like everyone just uses it. And it's just such a yeah. quotable film. And there's just... Also, what's underrated in it, best one shot, I reckon, a really underrated one shot when he's walking Ooh. through the uh, back of the restaurant and he's like yeah. giving everyone money, he's like shaking everyone's hand. Like, yeah, yeah. With his... I don't, I don't think it's the best one shot, but it is a really good one shot. 
I do um, really like it. It's such a solid film. Like you do feel like that is what gangsters are like. Like God, I don't know why, but Godfather seems a bit too like old time. Well, Godfellas is real, isn't it? It's a, it's yeah, yeah it's based on a real story. The mm. Henry Hillers or something. That's mad know. though. Like, I think that's the, like the craziest thing about it. I remember watching it being, and then like find out at the end because it's one of their most like, like it's based on this guy, and I was like, what the fuck? Like, this is real. What the hell? Yeah. Like, how did this actually happen? I don't know, there's just so much in it, and like, you've literally got like, what, three of the best acting performances in the yeah. film, like I think it's really, really, really yeah. his best performance, I think in fact I'd probably say it's it, his only good performance. <laughs> it's, a shame they didn't get, it's a shame he didn't get anything for that performance though. No, he definitely should have, but like Joe Pesci, like, he's just good in everything, isn't he, let's yeah. be honest. And like, seen, uh, you know, they all just work, it just he's got like the film. Joe Pesci's got like the typical gangster voice as well. Like yeah. you think of like classic gangsters, you think of his voice. Mm. The, yeah, uh, just, yeah, just shows like how you can just like yeah. basically if you think you get too powerful, you do, and you just lose it basically. Mm. And you can see where like in other films, like obviously I probably helped it. He did like Mean Streets and that, mm. but like in Ooh, the future Street. films, like Wolf Wall Street, you can see how he's just like. He knows how to have that bit like, oh, the highs, the highs, like making you think, right, I'd love to be a gangster. Yeah. And the shit bits. <laughs> I can't I can't think of a single scene in Goodfellas that I don't like. Like I watched it recently again and like I just even the bits where they go to prison, like and like the making pasta and stuff. Like, yeah, just like that. So like, good. It's so desirable to be a gangster. Like, why would yeah. I be a gangster? Yeah. Like, pasta. <laughs> It, it, it's one of them films where it's like that's that's true about it because it's like you're not really interested about gangsters and that but then when you when you're watching it you're like oh my god i need to be this guy mate. i need to be one of the boys <laughs> but nowadays it's just stabbing people in like back streets of london and let's be honest yeah. <laughs> um my number four is i don't know if it will be mentioned uh but it is schindler's list um, this was run. the film that I was on about. I forgot from my list. What, the, yeah. the 90s chicken run? Yeah. <laughs> it's based on chicken run, believe it or not. But chicken run with colour. Yeah. <laughs> Without colour. This is chicken <laughs> run in black and white. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like Schindler's List, I will take back. Saving Private Ryan isn't Spielberg's best film. Schindler's List is. Because um, I think it's just... Like, never have you had a film that's had such an impact like it has emotionally because I've seen I know people who literally can't watch the film just because it's too upsetting to them and at first like that's why I was going into it watching it and I thought it was just it wasn't going to be that bad but really delving deep into it and the horror of it it actually it's hard in it like you can see that he can't save everyone yeah and especially at the end like Liam Neeson because like with me, with crying scenes especially, I'm, like, really pedantic with them. Like, I don't, like, even, like, the some films that I hold at a very high regard in acting that have really terrible crying scenes, in my opinion. But Liam Neeson, like, the true heartbreak in his eyes and everything like that, wanting to kind of save everyone, it's a really visceral scene. And I think that Schindler's List get... Like, I remember there was a time on IMDb where there was like a load of one-star reviews that were on top of I of Schindler's List. They were basically saying it's too long, it's black and white, like basically like younger kids not really appreciating it. And even people at our age that weren't really appreciating it. Didn't, um, didn't he write his like thesis 
for his uh, dissertation on Schindler's List. <laughs> yeah, like I was going to say, and um, it also was written by Stephen Zalen, which is, wait, was it written by Stephen Zalen? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, he one of my favourite writers, um, definitely an underrated I writer. I feel bad enough, but I'm Stephen Zalen, that, that is that Moneyball? Uh, no, I don't think so. No, oh wait, know. maybe, maybe. Oh no, yeah, um, he co-wrote Moneyball wait, with Aaron Sorkin. I thought you meant directing that, but no. yeah, he co-wrote it with yeah. Aaron Sorkin. He, I knew, the, I knew yeah. the name Banger Bell, and I was like, and he wrote The Night of, which is one of the most underrated miniseries of all time. Yeah. But um, but yeah, Schindler's List is powerful film, like one of the most I'm powerful glad you films said ever this. made. Yeah, definitely. This is a um, good film that Niall has got, which, again, it should be a probable mention. It might come up with. It's one of only three films to win the big five. It's Silence of the Lambs. I like seven more than Silence of the Lambs. That's why I didn't put it on there. But Silence of the Lambs is only one of three films to win the big five. Director, screenplay, actor, actress, and best picture. Big pop quiz, what's it with? Was that? Oh, yeah, I was going to say. The old ones. Um, (laughs) Ben-Hur. No, no, no. It was like they were both in like the forties, weren't they? Like one's nineteen seventy-five, one's in the thirties or forties. I can't remember. Nineteen seventy-five. Yeah, it was. It's like a really weird one. It's like one you wouldn't expect, but I can't. I've forgotten about them. Star is born. <laughs> it happened one night. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Oh, that yeah. was the yeah. I don't know if I actually watched Science of the Lambs for the first time like a couple of years yeah. ago. Yeah. What did you think of it? I liked it. Yeah, I really liked it, but uh, it's it's not as good as Seven. No, I, I just don't think better. it's on that level. I, I don't think, think Silence Lambs feels old. Is that just me? Mm, yeah. No, I get it. I prefer I like it. the TV show Hannibal to Science of the Lambs. Yeah. I don't like that they've the done evolution that. of Hannibal. I yeah. really don't like that they went like and did more films of it. Like, that Hannibal that's what annoys me. That's what really annoys me. I think like imagine if they made like another seven, like eight. Imagine if they made eight. <laughs> eight. Uh, they can't seven deadly sins. <laughs> 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 then the, the, the next sin is like putting someone's head in the box. No, it's like uh, resurrecting from the dead. <laughs> Resurrection. No, it's what Kevin Spacey does in real life. <laughs> <laughs> You said the eighth deadly sin is nonsense. It's good science, really good. Okay, Aaron. Definitely. What four? What missed out top three? What's number four? Uh, I think it's like best. uh, Yeah, yeah, it's best Disney film. (laughs) Aladdin. (laughs) Aladdin. Aladdin. Oh wow! Like just like. It's like Space Jam, but I've watched Aladdin so many times. <laughs> so many it. times. Has it got Michael Jordan in it all? <laughs> he actually it, is. Yeah, he's actually, he's, you know the two fees that are chasing him, Jordan? One jump, gonna be there. one of them's Michael Jordan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One's Michael Jordan, and then... then, then and the other one's Scotty Pippen. Scotty Love this, just the soundtrack to Aladdin, like it's just it's one of the best. Real, like, and, uh, not a bad song in Aladdin. And yeah. That era of Disney as well is like so perfect, and it's just the best, I, yeah. I hate, I hate like oh, Frozen's like what they've done with. I know I said about it last week, but like, how they've morphed onto the 3D uh, animation. It's just get bring back the 2D. They've been doing it since the 50s. Yeah. It's like, better. Yeah, uh, but yeah, cheaper, really. isn't it? It's a 3D now. 
Yeah, cool. definitely. It's because of what we live in now and PlayStation and everything. It's all the graphics of what we're into now. Yeah. That's what kids I feel like we're not even speaking about Aladdin because we just know it's a good film. Is, like, is there... Uh, if you've not uh, seen Aladdin, like, who are you? Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Considering we haven't spoke about him, Robin Williams deserves... Yeah, that's what I was going to say about like, the cast of Robin <laughs> Williams. Like, for God's... Like, it, it's perfect casting. It's so perfect. Like, I know Disney wrote the genie around him, but, like, it's just amazing. And I mean, like, it, uh, some of the like, his quotes in it are amazing as well. Yeah, Aladdin number four. Should have been top three, but, you know. A whole new world. A whole new world. Number four, Goodfellas. Ah, Gary okay. on key on this one. I mean, literally, we had Goodfellas. And, well, we had seven as well, but we, we all had seven, didn't we? <laughs> So, this wasn't planned at all. This yeah, is like, <laughs> me and Jared also matched for Goodfellas, so yeah, yeah. like I said, it's a great film. I think I'm not a massive gangster movie fan, so I don't really like watching gangster movies. But Goodfellas is, mm. I was like, wow, like this yeah. is the one. Like you don't need to watch any others. <laughs> Maybe Godfather. Oh, yeah, I've watched Godfather. I haven't seen part two yet, but. Long, have you part two is probably better. Yeah, no, part I've two is better. Although, Brando's Brando's. But well, you know, we're having a seventh list soon, aren't we? So you know, I'll have to watch it yeah. at some point. We'll speak for God's part in another time. Yeah. Uh, top three. Oh. Yeah, we're here. Do do the lights do go do down. Who wants to be millionaire? Number three. Oh no, no is it? <laughs> <Why> is it? <laughs> Jenny. <laughs> Hello. Run. What a what a film, bro. Like don't no. even mean this shit. <laughs> love Forrest Gump. I love how it goes. No, I love it goes. I may not be a smart man. Vietnam War. But I know what love is. Everything about the film is just the Vietnam Roll. The Vietnam Roll. Hello. The lack of chocolate. I, I can tell like, in a half a day. I love how he's like in like thick. Like I, I don't think I've seen a film do this as good. Where like, oh yeah, he meets the president like twice, like two different presidents, and like I'm sure he's like at the war gate as well. Like that's just so mad. I love how it's like it's intertwined with actual like, like real life. I love that it's taking place for a time. <laughs> and then he yeah. suddenly becomes like. The world champion ping pong player. Oh, that's brilliant because it's like the Russian. Like he he hit the spot with that film. Hello. I'll never get it. I'll never get it. It's what, it's weird. Know? It's Tom Hanks. Like obviously, you have to like his performance as Forrest Gump compared to what Thomas like Thomas Hank is. <laughs> what Thomas Hank? Hank? Yeah, like, all his friends Hank. call him Thomas. Like oh, you know, we want about Tom Hanks as the actor, and then you look at like how he did Forrest Gump. He has yeah. to get some praise for that. Like yeah, you know, you know what like about uh, like what is it? Uh, Tropic Thunder. He's like never go full retard because that's that's why they say that because it's like. Forrest Gump isn't a retard. He might be slow, but oh. he's done some incredible things and, like, he's a smart dude. He What's might not the, be a smart dude, but he knows what love is. What's the quote from The Hangover that's like... I'm not a retard. No, he's like... I actually watched it last night. Oh, Rayman. Rayman. Rayman was a retard. No, yeah, he, that's, that's the, he says retard. He says... He says 
Rayman could count, count cars and he was retired. He was a retard. He was a retard. Oh, that was, a, that was a, I, I actually hung, uh, I hung over probably should have got a big shout one. out. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I did shout it out. I'm pretty sure. Maybe. Yeah, there someone shouted out. Like, I know someone around, like yeah. homophobic, gay. Like the, <laughs> the amount of gay jokes they make, it's like, what? Are we in the nineties? <laughs> <laughs> and that's the director of Joker. <laughs> yes, isn't it? Yeah, and he did. I think he either directed or produced his project there. Oh my days. I'll tell her. Um, that's my number three ping pong champion of the world. <laughs> <laughs> my top, oh, my number three. This is going to be a weird one. This was seven. This was seven. The <laughs> film that's Wait, here now was three. number four. Oh, okay. But, but um, it is Starship Troopers. Okay. Leave. Can you can not have a film like it? It was drastically misunderstood in America, like drastically misunderstood. And the reason, like, it was written like that and played like that is so obvious nowadays. It is just like one of the best satirical films ever. Like, literally, you watch it right now, and you're like, people took that film seriously, like, back in the 90s, like, mostly in America. But the whole point of Starship Troopers is that it was a satire parody of America and the military and, like, you know, uh, conspiracy, espionage and everything like that, and how, like, you know, macho the military looks and, like, it's it's all so so aliens. <laughs> yeah. 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 And he's in it. With yeah. the and it's like everyone was like complaining in the nineties, oh like saying. Who's in the film? Like Denise Richards. What? The um from Gone Girl and Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Neil Patrick Harris is in it. Yeah, that's why I didn't mention it. But um, Neil Patrick Harris is in that film. He plays like a nerd, like a geeky. Card. In his third uh, doctor, best role. Says, yeah. yeah, but like Starship Troopers is just—it is a childhood film for me, and it still lives up. And it's so good. And like, I remember that um, in the 90s, they complained about it because it's like, oh, it's not realistic. Like, the aliens had like projectile lasers coming out of their arse. And they, and the reviewers actually took it seriously. I'm like, you can't take a film like that. It, it's just unreal how that was made and how that was. Can directed. I just ask you, like, I've never watched this because it looks like a generic war film. Is it just a generic war film? No, it's like... It's science fiction shooting aliens. It, it's science fiction. It's, it's not like a comedy. It's a satire. It's not. It's like a satire war film. But you watch it and you can't... You Just keep in mind that people did take it seriously in the 90s. And, like, it is a really good film. And, like, it does portray the kind of brainwashing techniques that the military can use or used to use. I was just like really looking at like the 30% on bottom tomatoes or something, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> can, I, can, I just, uh, can I just say something? Like I've just been looking through like images and that. And this, this line has caught me. Starship Troopers is Donald Trump's perfect war film. Yeah, isn't it? it literally, it's like, it's not like... It, even the director and the writers were like, we did not mean for anyone to take it seriously. And everyone got the joke of Starship Troopers outside of America. It seems that only because Starship Troopers is like a parody, a parody of America and the military and the government. 
and everyone in, in America is the only people that didn't get it. So is I it think, taken seriously, like, in a way? In a way, yeah, but, like, you right, know... I'll give it a watch, and I'll tell I'll you how I didn't it. like the film. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's just reminded me, right? Um, I don't know why, but has anyone seen Galaxy Quest? Uh, so no, it's Alan Rickman. Oh, already wanted. Is, is that yeah, that's what I thought you said. No, 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 no. That's no, Alan Rickman and um, yeah, yeah, Tim yeah, Allen. Yeah, yeah. Tim Allen's in it. Um, Alan Rickman. Scotty Weaver. Yeah, yeah. Scotty yeah, Weaver's in it. Like, what film that is? Like, <laughs> I don't know why. But the way you said that, for some reason, I thought of like that was the one I thought because I thought it was like you went about oh satirical. Like, I almost did that one. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> the actual it's one. really well done. Like, it's so well done in Starship Troopers. Like, and even from the name to like the cover of it and like the slogan and everything like that, it's just an amazing film. Is it the original Team America? It's not on. No, I would say oh, it's hard to kind of compare it to another film. It's really hard to compare. I'll watch it. Like, I'll watch I like it. You, I like, it's I like, like Children of Men, and I like to Snowpiercer. I would, so let's I go would, for Starship Troopers. Yeah. I would say it is like a mix between Borat and yeah, Star like Borat and Star Wars. Okay, you got my attention. <laughs> you said Star Wars, and that got my attention. <laughs> it's like it's like the eight Bor. It's like kind of like yeah, Star check. Wars. Star Wars, if it was. Not Borat in the sense of comedy, but Borat in the same of, like, the way it kind of dealt with real issues and stuff like that and tried to, like, take take mockery out of it. Like, you know, it's just you've got to watch it. Kind of, it's really uncomparable. You can't really compare it to anything else. It is in a league of its own. It's unlike any other film you'll ever see, but in a good way. Not in, like, the room way. <laughs> <laughs> um, Niles number three is Pulp Fiction. I thought it was on number four. No one. Number three. All right. Okay. <laughs> you said you're top. We're not top three. You're four with the landing. <laughs> All right, yeah. So Niles is Pulp Fiction. Aaron, what's third? Uh, which, oh, uh, Matrix is third. Yeah. You can't have the nights without the Matrix. Yeah, and you can't because so... it almost was in the two thousands. <laughs> no, like uh, when Harry met Sally, you can't have that one. <laughs> 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 it's like another one that you had as well. It's like Coyote Ugly, and that was in the two thousands. And you're like, I know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow, Coyote Ugly was missed off last week's list. I tell you that. <laughs> now it's on here. Yeah, uh, uh, we'll speed it up a bit because everyone knows like, what we said. The Matrix is Matrix. great. Yeah. Is it? No, I'm just... <laughs> Tell me more about the Matrix. So I want to confirm. <laughs> is it good? I'm getting quite wood or quite happy at the same time that like, nobody said this film yet. And I'm hoping somebody else is going to say it. It's American Beauty. It's Moonlight. American Beauty, yeah. <laughs> Sam all, I, all, all I'm saying is there's a lot of films in the 90s with American something. Yeah. <laughs> there's so Every many film has got the word American in American Hustle. American yeah. Strike missed out on my list and that should have got in there. But uh, yeah. like American Beauty, it's, it's such a great film. Like, taking, obviously, 
I mean, if you look at American Beauty now and you know about Kevin Spacey and then he's trying to sleep with Mina Savari, kind of a little bit worried, aren't you? But you know. <laughs> no, sure. I mean, at least it's a girl. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. Yeah, true. Okay, I'm not homophobic. Well, to be fair, though, is it like um, his neighbour when he's trying to be basically like touch Kevin Spacey up when he's thinking that his son's gay for him? Yeah. <laughs> it's a really but, weird film. But no, I think, I think it's amazing. Uh, I think, I think yeah, just is one of them films that just like you wouldn't expect to enjoy it, and then you watch it, and you're like you can't look away. And yeah, I, I love it. I think it's I great. I love the scene when Kevin Spacey is at like the drive-through and he sees his wife yes. with that other guy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, I really love it. But it, it is one of them, you could see this shit happening. Like it's one just like like he's expected to be this like. Oh, I'm in like a nice house, nice family. Hits his wife basically, and then he just has a mental breakdown, and he actually just does it like instead of just yeah. thinking, "Oh, I wish I could." It's have something a you always want to do, like literally when you when the bit where he's quitting his job, and he just basically goes, "Go fuck yourselves" and shit like that. So yeah. He doesn't yeah. wish they could do that. I know. Yeah, I know. I know. I've seen this film right, but all I can think about in my head is the film The Girl Next Door. Yeah, I love. I, I don't know film. why. Yeah, yeah. I you know, going with you know, from 20. Oh, mate, I'm gonna just do. I watch that film all the time, here, right? I watched, okay, yeah. I watched that film in high school, right? And my mate Josh, and um, he was so obsessed with her, like so, so obsessed with her. We both were, but he was just on another level. Yeah. He sent letters. He, to her. he, sent, <laughs> he sent letters, letters <laughs> to her, mate. He sent letters. Honest oh. to God. She hasn't like, done anything and then he tried to get like emails and like and everything. Like he was, I remember seeing the letter. She appreciates the letter. <laughs> you were about fifteen at the time or something. Like it's just so. Weird. Will you be my girl next door? Well, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why. I know I've seen American Beauty, but like, all I can think of is the girl next door. I don't know why. Yeah, I, I get what you mean. I, mean, I, I, I can't <laughs> remember like the guy with obviously the um, film in the plastic bag and stuff. Uh, the guy like filming the bag and shit like that, and then you obviously got Thora Birch, and then I can't remember his wife. She's a really famous actress. Yeah, I know. And you then obviously Kevin Spacey that. as well. And it's just a great cast, and then he's just a good yeah. film. It's, it's great. Jared, third Oof. place. These are probably say, my two favorite films. Like, I think mostly because the the two films that when I was a kid, I was like. I had, we had like a VHS player and it literally used to be <laughs> alternating between this film and this film. So if you can guess, they're both going to be kids' films. But, okay. Oh, I know, yeah. Yeah, well, we yeah. Top so, two now, then, yeah. Top two, no. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I just don't... I was last way now. Yeah, yeah. Going to have to give number two to Lion King. Yeah. I get I, I get absolutely, it. like, genuinely, like, as a kid, like, Lion King... I, did, I, I just, I don't know why, but like I'd go for like months, like like a month, just watching only Lion King. Like, I don't know, it must be like six or seven when I did this, but like, I wouldn't watch any TV, I wouldn't just do anything, I just Lion King, Lion King, mm. Lion King every day. Cause it's just like, every mate, song you, is, you can probably, you sob, mate. It's, yeah, you like every song, I probably like know the words mostly to everyone. Yeah. And I just like, I mean, the, the remake is good. There's something about the original, like it's just you know we're on about the hand drawn. I think, think that oh sorry, carry on. No, it's fine. Ones. Yeah, just about the hand, like used to about the hand drawn, like animation. Mm. Yeah, I feel I like think... you say like Aladdin and Lion King and Little Mermaid. That is the best era. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I, I like think that like, the remake over. is disgusting. 
Which one I is think your the remake is so Peter shit. And the oh, sorry, yeah, that's a great one as well. I forgot. Like, it's like the Lion King. Well, well no, I, was like, I like Hercules how you is out there. over the most popular film from the 90s. Like, it was the first animated movie to be nominated for Best Picture, and you were all talking about Lion King and everything. But you missed Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, because Lion nah, King's bad, I don't... Yeah, Lion King and the Lion King. The Beast was the first one. I think, to, like, I think be nominated for Best Picture. Hercules, Lion King, and Aladdin. Beauty and the Beast was the first animated movie oh. to be nominated. For Best oh no, I'm thinking Snow White was like the first like yeah. color film. Yeah. I, that, I that love... was the first um, Disney animated movie. The first color film was Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Best uh, about about Lion King. Like, I love Lion King. Uh, still sob at that scene, but um, the only thing I don't really like about Lion King is it's short. It's really short. That's what I think I liked as a kid, because yeah. like, because you, you can think if you're only up for like an hour <laughs> a day, you can watch it like five times. <laughs> exactly, you got no, it. You could watch The Lion King like in like one scene of Lord of the Rings. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like that's what I loved about it. You can just like <laughs> literally write us. We'll get it on right now. I've only got an hour left. I'm gonna do. It. Let's put Lion King or something. You could even watch. You could even watch Lion King or like a scene with like. Frodo giving Sam some bread. You could watch you know Lion I mean, King, like... or you could watch. <laughs> Amazing. No, kids don't grow. Kids like now, like, uh, like when you just see kids, like they're just obsessed with Frozen and that. Oh, My oh. issue is I don't think film like kids get obsessed with films like we used to. Like I didn't have a PlayStation to go on. I had my Lion King. <laughs> so yeah. I, had. I had my like big King. massive VHS. Yeah, because you didn't have the like, like CNBC channel. It's you the same, had it it's on the same as Jared, to, like, five or whatever. I, I had like two or three films that I always used to watch on VHS. They're 80s films, so so we'll talk about them next week. But I'm the yeah, same. Yeah. Like usually, I used to have VHS. It was a Pingu, and then I used to have like, two. <laughs> <laughs> I always used to. <laughs> there was like two films that I used to watch all the time. But then, can I just say a quick tangent uh, to do with VHSs? So uh, it's the 90s films that counts. So I think it gives give it a shout out. Like, <coughs> the Phantom Menace. <laughs> oh, Harry's choking on that the That was box. such a good film, like the pod racing and that. Yeah, as soon as you mentioned Phantom Menace. <laughs> oh, yeah. My dad actually didn't agree with me watching like violence and that when I was younger, which is weird because like when I got to like 14, like get GTA, but you know what I mean? <laughs> like he actually edited when it was on TV, Phantom Menace. So what he did was he paused it when he got chopped in half, Darth Maul, <laughs> and then he first play again. So I'm watching it as a kid. It's like, oh, they're having that bite scene. And then the scene's ended. I'm like, where's Darth Maul? <laughs> it's, it's literally like the best scene in the film. Yeah, so, like, yeah that, like the, the score and that. The, the thing is, he, is like, like... He, caught, he got the bit where he does the jump, oh, and then he like, I don't see the bit oh. where he's chopped in half. Yeah, that's my number two. One of my favourite scores of all time, not gonna lie. Yeah. Um, number two, what missed out on the top spot? If Jake okay. Lloyd in that film, it'd probably be number one on this list. Absolutely. <laughs> but this is the start of like the greatest trilogy of all time. I've already mentioned the third one in my 2010s. But uh, it is... I, I, I said to Mercedes, I bet you, Kieran has this in there. Yeah. Oh, it is before, before Sunrise. Ah, oh, great it talking is film. The. Yeah, like the thing is, I find it hard for. I love dialogue. Like, obviously, I've studied script writing, like we all have, well, most of us. Um, we, yeah, <laughs> we love like dialogue and people talking and stuff. Like, like it's more 
attention grabbing to me like really good dialogue and really good visuals but before sunrise is just the perfect like going like just watching two people kind of fall in love and kind of like interact with each other i just i find it i don't understand how people can find it boring like i understand like the whole concept of it is a boring concept but when you watch it and you kind of delve in it's just so uniquely paced and i like it that each scene is like almost like in one shot and the have you remembered the name yet sorry no <laughs> julie delphi julie delphi um i'm terrible with names especially actors names i'm terrible with them but um but not it's i just love how it was told and it has one of my favorite scenes in it with uh, no dialogue uh, when they're in the booth listening to the vinyl or will record and um and yeah it's just like a really beautiful moment and i find it cool how a film where it's all about talking and all about interacting the most communicative they could have been in the whole film is when they don't talk they just kind of look at each other and then don't look look at each other don't look and it's like yeah just this wouldn't happen nowadays this is the issue like yeah you could this wouldn't happen nowadays because you're on the phones or something it's like people don't have the attention span just to talk yeah i'm not gonna lie i that's why i feel like it is should be number two in the 90s because it's so inherently 90s in the sense that there's no phones they can't just like text each other or facetime like they have to like the only thing you can really do is phone call and even though they're traditionalist in the sense on a, that on a, on a wire phone yeah. <laughs> and, and even they're traditionalists in the sense that they don't want to do that so that twirl in your wires like, right, yeah. i feel like nowadays <laughs> we have the issue of like the American if somebody pie. approaches you on a train you'd be like who are you? Go away! Like, yeah, you know I mean, yeah. nobody wants to speak anymore. Someone was, someone was telling me, like, uh, I remember uh, back when I was single, like, I've always like approached girls and that at bars and that. But then people like, that's really weird. Like, you need to follow on it Instagram is weird. Phil. Yeah. Like, yeah. You need to like, follow on Instagram, and then you need to message him first. And how then does every, how does everyone meet? Like, yeah. slide into like, the what the hell is that? <laughs> like, yeah, sliding into the imagine like. Films like back then, like about sliding into DMs. Like. <laughs> no, but I like when I, Harry met when Harry slid into. The, <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean, he did though. Technically, with you got mail. Well, that's true. The OG, he set that up. That's the the OG set. DM. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow, he's you crazy. got mail is the original Tinder match. <laughs> it actually is. You know, like, you know, you've got mail. It's a remake of like a thirties film. Yeah, it's a musical. Because I was watching the musical a few weeks ago and I was like, the story... My dad loves it. I can't remember what it is. What's it called? You got a house owl or something. Like, <laughs> no, no. Just flying through the window. <laughs> no, no, they certainly the post, is, you got smoke signals. And, yeah. yeah. And so, so basically, I was watching um, something. I was watching it on that Broadway HD and it was a mm-hmm. musical because I've recently got it back up. And it was Zachary Levi who was in it. Obviously, Shazam and Chuck and everything. Um, love Chuck. And then, um, yeah, it's basically, it's a remake. So basically they work in this perfume store. And yeah, just, yeah. And they just send posts to each other, but they mm. don't realise they're each other. And yeah. obviously it starts there, and obviously they don't get on and they hate each other. And then basically... I feel like this film deserves it on the top ten, because we've talked about it more than we have probably some of the other films that we've got on our list. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've, I've never even seen whole, it. I've done the whole thing as well when I went to New York. I'd say going to Grey's Papaya and doing all of the 
the park bit and everything with Mercedes. Cause a message by uh, AOL. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> um, well, AOL. That's about the experience. <laughs> Apparently, uh, I was I was looking before uh, Groundhog Day is based on well, loosely based off It's a Wonderful Life, which I oh. was like, oh shit, it actually is. That's going to be, in terms of like when we do like the, is it like we do 80s, 70s and 60s mm. below? Mm. The 60s will be one and then James, be James Stewart will feature a lot on like my list by then, like my issue with that, Jamie, is I, c- I can't name 10 films. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've, got, you've got obviously the 1960s. Do what I do, then just like they've done for decades. I've put Coyote Ugly on your 90s list and uh, <laughs> in when Harry met Sally. Um, yeah, it's... Um, sorry, let me just get it off onto here. All right, so who's next? Got, yeah, got Nile. Musical. I'm just trying to find out what it was called. Nile is called, called She Loves Me, the musical. She Loves Me, is that the film? Oh, Niles sorry. number two is Carly Dog's <laughs> Way. Oh. Wait, what is it? Carly Dog's Way. Oh, it is. It's another gangster film. All right. Al Pacino, I think. It's good. It's good. But it's not like <laughs> if you get if you come friends with Niall, you films. he makes you watch Carly Dog's Way. <laughs> <laughs> you have to meet him first. I'll speak to you. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron. Hey, number two. What is hey. that number top? Goodfellas is my number two. Like we spoke in depth about Goodfellas, ah, we all know it's a great, great film. Uh, like I said before, I think it's one of the best openings. Other than Matrix has got a good opening though. But oh yeah, um, it's an amazing film, like Goodfellas. And yeah, we've talked a lot about it a lot, but yeah, I think. It... I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about it when he gets number I, one on the list of the decade. I, I, th- <laughs> I think uh, with Goodfellas, I think I'd probably say uh, I don't. Know. Should say it, but I feel like it is the best film, or at least one of them. Like it's in a shout of being the best film, yeah. Um, like of all time, maybe. Yeah, it's I would say it's one of the films that makes cinema. Yeah, uh, if if someone says God, uh, Goodfellas is the best film of all time, yeah, you would be mad at that. My mind goes straight away to Empire Strikes Back, but then it's like Goodfellas. I guess we know what's on your eighties list. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay. every one of them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jamie. These two, none of you are going to have because... You like crap um, films? <laughs> <laughs> I had to have a Tom Cruise film in there. Oh, for God's oh, sake. Is it going to be the foreign one? The foreign one? Are you talking the about foreign? foreign the Irishman. <laughs> no, it's Aaron Sorkin and it's oh. A Few Good Men. Oh! You can help you. Literally. <laughs> just, just, just for that scene. Like, that scene is one of the best courtroom drama films that I've ever watched. It's Aaron Sorkin writing. He did the play as well, and he, he converted it into the film. And the writings in it is amazing. Demi Moore, Kevin Bacon, Tom Cruise, Kiefer Sutherland, Jack Nicholson. It's like, what a cast. Yeah. And then, obviously, the whole, I want, I want answers. You want the truth. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> like, yeah, it is, like... It's I, it, it takes me though. back to the night. Well, not back, uh, but it like reminds me of the nineties. That whole dialogue. You want me on that wall? You need me on that wall. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it, I don't think like this, but like, I think it's just like okay, like it, it's good, but like, it's like that scene's amazing. But then, like, I can't think of much else over that. Like, yeah, I think Tom Cruise has done better films, and like, I've, I I have said to you before, like, I think. I know he's like a, 
household name, but like I think as an actor, like he has been like underrated. Um, he's the greatest actor of all time, and, and his performance in that film is probably the best thing about the film. Yeah, but it's uh, one of Tom Cruise's people, best performances. Besides, yeah, I think his best performance. I'm not a massive Mate, he fan of the film. Jumps on, he literally jumps Rain on Rain the Rain side of a plane no. in like the last film. No, like <laughs> born, born on the Fourth of July. Like he's incredible in that movie. I don't like the film that much, but he should have won an Oscar for Born on the Fourth of July. Like, because he's incredible in that film, playing now obviously the war veteran. It's just if you've never seen Born on Fourth of July, watch it for Tom Cruise. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. But we're here, top spot. Here we go. Jared, what is number one? Oh, no. Okay, we go. It's the other animated movie, and it is gonna be. Oh, we all know what it is. All right. Hercules. Uh, let me let me say. Pocahontas. Shut, <laughs> shut up. No, let me say. So, they're um, they're they're small. Yes. They're yes. <laughs> it's Toy Story. <laughs> it's Small Soldiers by Jose Dante. I knew it. We are the Gorgonites. <laughs> no, no, it's I not. It's actually Toy Story. Toast. Oh, it's Toy Story. Oh my god, I love you. It's actually Toy Story. I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to say uh, Small Soldiers. Yeah, we are the Gorgonites. <laughs> no, no. Oh wait, is it? No. But I actually did have that on VHS. So. <laughs> no. Oh, Jared, yeah. Toy Story were, is the best film for me. Fuck no, you. no. No, so Toy it is Story. Toy Story, yeah. Always going to be Toy Story. You did, so because great. it made sense because they're both plastic, they're both small, they both came out in the 90s. You got Aaron really excited. <laughs> I, I, I was really excited. I, 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 like to, I like Toy Story way more than Small Soldiers. <laughs> like, I, no, say I like that, Small like, Soldiers yeah. way more but, than uh, Kirsten Dunst, so... Yeah, exactly. And moving on from that crap film, let's talk about one of the best films ever. Yeah, made. shut the fuck up. Small Soldiers is great. This film made Pixar, and I still would say it holds up today, like animation wise. Banging film. It's, it's, the best, it's the best Pixar film. It is. Without, like, I thought you said two is better. Two is probably uh, a better film in story wise, but one is just great. got it. You know what my pay is when people say, like, free. And up are like the best films. Oh my god, lines me up. People say three is like the best, or a lot of three is not the best. Um, It's good, but but it's not the best. Nah, number one, like whoever thought of putting like Randy Newman doing like I will go sailing. (laughs) Tom Hanks is Mr. Nineties. In fact, is it what is it? Forrest Gump. I think he is. Yeah, Toy Story. How many, Green Mile, he is the 90s, and he deserves number one spot. Yeah, you got mail. I remember being terrified as a kid. Like, I'm actually gonna watch You Got Mail now. I feel like we spoke about it too much. Oh, it's great. You've got mail. My number one film going from a kid's film to probably one of the most mature films of the 90s. It is uh, American History X. Is I thought you were going to say American Pie. I really wish I would have put that on my list because what an impactful film that is. It, what an amazing... Edward Norton is probably like... The, not only him, but the kid. I forgot his name. He was in Terminator as well. He was, yeah. Such an amazing performance from a kid as well. And like you could definitely see he's like... He didn't just play the normal role of being like a kid who had hate. I feel like any racist has to watch that film and just like maybe come to the realization that 
Oh, I've seen, I know people who've actually like, it, well, it's not been like a transition. Like it did not, it's not like as soon as they've watched that film, they've been like, oh, I'm not racist, but like it was part of their rebuild and like kind of like change of mindset. And I remember that um, the, the writer of American History X, like the book, he had problems with the films because he said he loved the film as an adaptation, but he hated the fact that because in, in the book, um, do you know the scene where Edward Norton's character curb stomps the black guy? Yeah, yeah, that's some, that's he some was, shot in it. Yeah, he was going to put that at the very end of the film in conjunction with him crying and being renewed with, oh, you haven't seen it. Spoilers, no, no, yeah. But, well, we all know the ending. But like, um, I think that it would have been one of my favourite films if it had ended like that. I still but think it ends. Like, I think it starts. I think it's better to have that at the start, and then the end. The end in your head, you're already like, "Shit, I've it, done all these things to try and change my life." Yeah. And in his head, like you can just see it. Like he's going. He could easily turn back to racism. He said he wanted to put it at the end purely based on the fact of like it will be the because we see it at the beginning and then the audience has time to forget about it. But he says that he would have put it at the end so that the audience would truly be. In morals, is like, okay, you see him upset here, you see him as a changed man, but you also see immediately. What I think you need that done. curb stomp at the so. start just to be like, you're a cunt. <laughs> I know what you mean, but like, yeah, it's one of the most amazing experiences I've had with a film, and um, and yeah, like I love the whole like prison backstory in the black and white versus the color. Um, I think it was. Well, oh no, actually, was the boss used it? But like, I was gonna say, was it like one of the? But I think it's one of the most, the best way of using black and white and color to distinguish time and the past. I think it's one of the best uses of it, and definitely one that sticks in your head. And if I had to pick a film from the nineties that held the most towards me and like had as much impact, it's American History X, without a doubt. He did this um, in the nineties, didn't he, uh, Edward Norton? Well, that's um, what I was going to say as well for Edward Norton. I was go- it was on my list of my 50s, Primal Fear. If you haven't seen Primal Fear, oh, yeah. Yeah. Primal Fear is Edward Norton in that. Have you seen the 24th Hour? 24th Hour, Edward Norton. 24 Hour People. Sorry. Or 24th Hour. No, t- or 25th Hour? Or is it 25th like Hour? 25th like Hour, Spike Lee. But... There's actors that, that stuck, like, were stuck in that, like, era like it was in like every film like and just kept doing great performances like kevin spacey edward norton uh what's the dude from the mento and uh, la confidential uh, by pierce. pierce like he yeah. did some great stuff and russell crowe at the time as well and there was such mm. good acting coming out like at that sort of time of like young young actors and um because who even directed like american history x i don't think he ever did anything of note again but like that's what I feel like. There was a lot of films in the nineties that they only did that one film, but it hit. Yeah, I feel like it's filled with those directors. Nowadays, it's literally like they don't take the chances anymore. It's the well, films are always the same people. He he gave. Uh, I, I was watching the Kevin Smith thing about like Weinstein came up to like loads of like random directors and just put like loads of money into him. But like he owns like their stuff from then on. Like he had this idea of like. Uh, like so he bought through like Tarantino Kevin Smith there was a few others 
And then there's, there's a, a reason why you don't see like Kevin Smith films on like streaming services. It's because like Weinstein still owns the royalties to like loads of these films. Yeah. yeah. Nowadays, it's literally like if your film is going to make over 200 million, what's the point of even making a film? I will say though, I think Marvel, what Marvel have done, like giving directors huge films that aren't in that genre. I think that's like really good what they've done. I mean, like they gave uh, Taika Waititi, uh, Thor, Ragnarok, and yeah, like he did good James films. Gunn. Like his films are far good, but like going from like, like now you would expect them to have like done another sci-fi film and then yeah, given yeah. them, but they literally, yeah. like, oh, you've made a like a low-budget good film. Here's a massive Marvel character. Yeah, it's like, think of the Russo yeah. brothers, though. What did the Russo brothers do? The only thing I remember them doing before that is... TV, to... wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, Community. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They yeah, did the yeah, first look at, four or five seasons of Community. Yeah, I've never watched Community, but like, mate, Charles Gambino. <laughs> hey, <laughs> the best thing for our community. <laughs> Charles <laughs> Gambino. You've been spoiling Boy, you're not dead in the morning. What's, I, I always forget the name, the Mandalorian guy. You know, he wrote the music for Tenet as well, uh, and Black Panther. Ludwig Gerson or something yeah, he, like that. He, he was just like his mate in community, like yeah. just doing the music for that. Like it's insane. And then he produced the first Gambino record. But yeah. Niles Who's number next? one is Goodfellas. Bam bam. Oh, there you go. Bam, bam. Oh, there you go. Goodfellas is up there. It's up there. Yeah. I'm the only one I think not to have it in their list. I will say as well though. No, I'll wait till the end, but go on, Aaron. What is um, your when I initially did this list, um, like it was just full of, I had a couple more Ghibli films in there. I had Oka yeah. uh, Rosso and Princess Menon OK, which I think are great, great films. But my number one is a film called Whisper of the Heart. And I think this is the greatest animation film of all time. And not a lot of people wow. have heard of it, but it's so special and such a hidden gem. Um, it's not even a Miyazaki film, but um, I think the story to it is, is a slice of life film. Um, but like, she's just this up and coming writer. Well, she's not an up and coming, she's like just a high school student. So she's kidding, a writer. Yeah. And um, I just felt like I remember watching it the first time and like just writing music, like, I just related like so much to her story in it because you get like when you do art stuff like you guys will have it as well where you do something and then like parents and friends will be like oh that's amazing that's 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 so good what you've just done yeah and all through this film she's looking for that like constructive criticism because like she doubts herself all the way through this film and even at the end you don't know if she's going to make it or not as a writer um, but um it's such such a hidden gem and i just recommend it to anyone and that it was one of the first Ghibli films I watched, and uh, a lot of a lot of people that I've spoke to about it, they say that that is also that their favorite Ghibli film as well. But um, I think not only that, I think it's one of my favorite films of all time. Oh, that country road I need to, home. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, need to watch that, it. When the first time I heard that in it, when they was like doing, it, I was like, oh, that's a bit weird, but. Kids do that though. I did that when I was a kid. I remember changing lyrics to like songs like uh, when I was like that age as well. So I relate to that as well. It's it's kind of like it's kind of like a uh, Ladybird a bit uh, or uh, Little Women actually, like Joe's story and that. 
it, it's a lot like. Um, but um, I, I always like Whiplash because of like my life with music and stuff. But it's so unrealistic, Whiplash, because like in Whiplash, he's like literally trying to be the best ever drummer. Jamie's trying, trying to be like... the best. I, I, I'll just wait for him to be a fucking drummer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's, a drummer. <laughs> he's a drummer, like, but. Yeah, but somebody's got to be the best ever drummer. He's he's trying to be like yeah, the best. Like, it's not re- it's not relatable. Like how like good he is like as a musician. Like, but uh, no, it's such a relate uh, relatable story. Like, it was the heart. It's brilliant. Yeah. And a, a bit of romance in it as well. Well, we talked about it last week. My number one film. Oh. It was a spoiler. Kim was just like, yeah, that's definitely what it is. And then we see. Of course, it's Scream. Yes. Oh, yeah. I was thinking that. Clueless. <laughs> Clueless was on my shortlist as well, but no, it's Scream. That's the thing. Clueless was on my mind, but I was like, he surely has to put Clueless. That's I, why I was like, oh. <laughs> I, 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 the, the, my, my argument was Clueless with, I didn't have Terminator 2 on there, and I had Clueless in Terminator's place. It was like, how can I justify having Terminator 2 not on the list, but having Clueless on there? <laughs> like, you can't. Like, Terminator 2 is incredible. Yeah. But, uh, but Scream is one of my favourite films of all time. And after, I talk about it all the time because I'm a massive slasher horror fan anyway. When you had the, the crap films in the 80s and the 90s, just rehashing sequel after sequel after sequel. Child's Play 2, Child's Play 3, Nightmare on Elm Street 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, Friday the 13th, Halloween. Leprechaun films, 19. Literally. <laughs> all of these films. And then... <laughs> Jaws 15. <laughs> and then Scream came out, and a special mention to Wes Craven's New Nightmare as well, because without New Nightmare, we wouldn't have Scream, because New yeah. Nightmare was the blueprint for Scream. And when Scream came out, it just redefined the, the horror genre, and it gave us the teen slasher movies. And it's a yeah. deconstruction of horror and slasher, and it's just a perfect film. If you like horror and slasher movies, you have to. Scream is the best. By far, I agree. My my memory about Scream uh, is uh, me saying it at work at H and saying I've not seen it before, and then literally like Mercedes going mad and bring it in the next day and be like, "You've got to watch it." And then like, she still hasn't got it back. Listen, that's not me though. That like, <laughs> like, here we go. Well, apparently you gave it to Kay. And then no, I that. didn't give it to Kay. I gave it to Mercedes. Like she will back me up on that. I gave it to her. I remember giving it back. Knew I should have bought this story. Oh, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. it's in the background. Oh yeah, just see it there. <laughs> <laughs> just his yeah, girlfriend right. waves it. Uh, <laughs> not uh, it's not my type of film at all. But I remember like being like, oh, this is sick actually. Like, because I'm not a horror fan, but. Um, I mean, it's not like scary, scary, but it's funny at the same. No, time. no, it's not. It's... And one of, and it has a really amazing twist as well. Mm-hmm. Being too uh, obviously, if I mean, obviously, if you watch horror films nowadays and stuff like that, it's kind of cliche. But obviously, this was the first one to actually do it, especially. With yeah, the, exactly. That yeah. friend as the killer, then like said. Cliche years. is cli- cliche. Like the meaning of cliche is like because something works, like something is good. Yeah, yeah and that's why it's first, cliche. Yeah. Yeah, like so being cliche, like especially like with screaming that like you can't think of films before that that were on that level. So and it's like what we're saying about seven. Like I see loads of films like advertised like seven. Yeah. None of them like come close. Because it worked. Mm. But um the top five 
Can I just say before we say top five? Yeah. Godfather 3 is a good film. It's not bad. It's not it's bad. bad. Um, I, th- I think it's because like it's placed next to Godfather Part 1 and 2, which are helmed as like the great, like the films of the century. Star Wars 1 isn't good compared to like, you know what I mean? What? No, like the first Star Wars, as in like Phantom Menace, isn't as good oh, compared right, to four, okay. five, and six. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. gonna be good. Yeah, I yeah, but I get yeah, what you yeah. mean. I have to. Um, I can't finish this night one without saying as well because it's my favorite film of all time. In general, I have to mention the end of the trilogy and Back to the Future Three because it was released in nineteen ninety. So I have to say, Back to the Future. Back to the Future Two Part Two. <laughs> two part two. No, obviously it didn't right. make my list because we know it's probably going to be talked about a lot and Jamie I'll have a lot to say about you going to say back to the future <laughs> yeah that's uh, so the top five then so the top I'm five I, I'm happy with the order it's in I don't think there's much debate I mean I don't agree with number five being on there but number five is train spotting yeah I don't agree with that. four pulp fiction with 13 points Okay. Third, The Matrix with 14 points. Second, Seven with 16 points. And we have a nice. new high scorer. It beat Ooh. last week's Dark Knight of 31 points. It got 33 points. It's good, fellas. Jesus. Wow. Yeah, I think we oh, held back on Dark Knight, you know. Yeah, I find it weird, like, on my lists, like, the highest scoring haven't been on my... Well, Dark Knight just missed out, but they haven't been on my list. So I find that weird. Well, you agree just... that they are the best films of those decades. Oh, so yeah, like, I, I, yeah, it's I, not on my list, but you know, I agree. Dark Knight is the best film. <laughs> um, no, I agree. It's like the best. I. It's just I didn't want to. It would part of me didn't want to put it on my list well, because I knew I it was Shawshank. It's like we I mean, know Shawshank's yeah. great, but I didn't want to put it on my yeah. list. Yeah, I. It's just I felt like it had to be on my list. They got five Shawshank. Yeah, I've uh, I've got to shoot off so. It's been a pleasure, gentlemen, and I will see you yes. in the 80s. Not going to lie, the same. Meet me in the 80s. Oh. Oh, yeah. uh, sensible in the 80s. Good is our winner. And in Good fellas. Matrix. Third. I'm happy with that top five, just as it is. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, happy. Yeah. I'm happy yeah. with it. Good fellas, well done. You're into the final. And now, back to the 80s. <laughs> 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 <laughs>